Welcome, folks, to the latest episode of Podcast Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I am your DM, Wayne, and we have all the players around us uh, here. Um, we are still recording via Zoom, keeping ourselves safe uh, as best we can, washing our hands. Um, wearing our um, masks. Wearing our masks. Uh, I actually have hand sanitizer here somewhere. There it is. Um, because, you know, it's important we do that. Um, and... We're continuing to do it this way. We will be for the super future. We probably will eventually, at some point, hopefully, get back into the same room together as well, at one point to to either continue uh, doing some D and D or finishing off this particular campaign. Uh, but until then, we will continue to do it via Zoom. Uh, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, to, uh, Dublin City Comics, who continue to sponsor to sponsor ourselves with prizes, uh, which we have giveaway. So this this month's giveaway is for this book the beautiful chronicles of alexandria uh, from the from the critical role campaign second to the mighty nine uh, it's a beautiful beautiful book uh, filled with art lore all sorts of notes and stuff it's a phenomenal tome it's really really nice that'll be going away to a lucky winner in this episode and then we have another giveaway for this episode that will be announced on the next episode for the winners and that is with two actually two books and um, one is a copy of uh, Baldur's Gate, The Scent of Avernus, and a copy of The Explorer's Guide to Wildman. So two books were given away. Two books. Um, one for each winner. So we'll be having two separate giveaways. And we will have a question for that at the, at the break. Uh, and then we will announce the winner of The Chronicles of Exandria at the break as well. Um, so without further ado, we are going to launch into the recap of the last um, episode. and Bring us up to speed and then we're going to kick off the campaign. So where we left off, the group had been split with Codeine, Aratir and Aran left in the Black Asylum, mm-hmm. believing both Norman and Ogan to be pretty much brown bread. Uh, they decided to leave and make their way back out of the asylum. Um, for this shit. <laughs> and following that, they were accosted by a group of armed what looked like armed guards but turned out to be uh, a patrol sent by a group called the lost who were made up of the former inmates of the black asylum who had fled from their captors they were brought to meet the leader of the lost uh, a dragonborn sorceress called abigail hemlock who not not a lord of the lost a lady of the lord lady lady of the lost um and she basically gave them a rundown on what the Black Asylum was and how they had escaped, telling them that they were actually being held prisoners by, by a group of mind flayers uh, for experiments to kind of test the boundaries of the planes of reality. She then dropped a kind of a bomb on them saying that the majority of people that are actually here are not from this plane of existence, self being from a plane of existence called Wildmount uh, or Exandria. Uh, living in a town called Rosanna or a city called Rosanna uh, then we had her Lieutenant Gore who was actually from the town of or the city of Neverwinter and then a couple of other of the individuals who were from other parts and other realms that you had never heard of while all of this was going on Norman and Ogun were very much alive they were found themselves in the presence of a gargantuan silver dragon who turned out to be none other than the kind of individual that may have sent them on this quest, Undasius Trevelyan, 
Um, he explained to them that all of this was being orchestrated by a dark elf necromancer called uh, Dillas Koval. Did I get the name right? <laughs> uh, yes, Dillas Koval. He trapped Dacius here in order to siphon off his magic to use it to break down the barriers between the different planes of existence. Creating, trying to create a small army of, or not so much a small army, but an army of willing servants of extraplanar inhabitants brought into this world in order to basically take it over. Using the newly rebodied Norman to siphon off some of his extraplanar power, because we all found out that Norman is actually from a completely different plane of existence, a kind of a tentacleized creature that was pulled into this world. But uh, right now he's a hot elf teen in our area? Yes, hot elf teen. <laughs> yeah. But he is becoming more decrepit by the minute, so. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's with goo. Um, so using the, um, using the energy that was radiating from Norman, Dacius managed to tear a hole in the prison that he was in, creating a portal to the capital city, Terrace Moor, where he flew with both Ogan and Norman clinging to his back. Uh, upon arriving, they managed to convince their way past the guards after landing in what seemed like a heavily scarred battlefield. Um, Terrace Moor is not the city that they once left it. It was basically, when they left, it was like a party town. But now yeah. it looks like it has been under siege. But there doesn't seem to be an attacking army anywhere. The group make their way into the city and try to gain an audience with the High Chancellor, uh, Arduin um, Carrick the Black, or Arduin Black, what the hell is his name? Arduin, yeah, Arduin Carrick Black the Third, who was the High Council, High Chancellor to King um, Gregor. But upon meeting him, he goes into a rage and accuses them of being the reason why the city of Terrasmore has been attacked and drags them before the preliminary council made up of familiar faces of Swift, uh, the Claw of the Sky, and Thorin Axeblood. And yeah. It is at this point that following a gruesome interrogation back in the Caves of the Lost, that Aratir, Codine, Abigail Hemlock, and her Lieutenant Gore, this, after getting the information from a captured mind flayer and after torturing him to death, they find out that Dillis Koval is meant to be in Terrace Moor and they teleport to the city. When they teleport, they were focusing on their own individual ideas of what Terrace Moor was. And funnily enough, they all seem to focus on Norman, the banquet hall, um, and the High Chancellor's kind of area mm. within the city. So they teleport and operate inside the banquet hall, which is now a makeshift kind of base of operations, just as uh, the High Chancellor is accusing Gassius Trevelyan, the newly rebodied Norman, and a very surprised Oaken uh, of being spies for the enemy. And the reason why the city has been attacked. And this is where we pick up our adventure. So, 
What did, sorry, what did you tell me Abigail's uh, general was called? Was it Gore? Gore. He's, his name is Gore. He's a... He's in there bring his character sheet. In my head, he looks like Martin Gore of Depeche Mode. Oh, now in my head too. Thank you. In my it's head, kind of, like Al Gore. Al Gore. So it's, he's basically <laughs> an, an environmentalist semi-electronic goth. That's pretty lit. That's that his class. That's that's his class. That's that's it. That's that's what he looks like. He's got you know, it, and it depends on what what kind of era of Depeche Mode you want to go for, though. I I think uh, Gore in his uh, er, mid two thousand solo period. That's a good Gore. I think that could also describe Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his independent time was also his best. Time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's canon. For, for okay. a second, I thought you said Guar the band, and I was thinking is he possessed by a demon or something secretly. Oh. Like, <laughs> funnily <laughs> enough, that's how Torn Explode looks more like somebody from Guar than <laughs> Gore would. But uh, no, so are we going with the are going with the kind of the blonde, quiffy, curly haired look for Gore with a, with a yeah. kind of a a more stoic. Trying to tell yeah. everyone to recycle Tobacco whenever we get the chance. Yeah. Farming yeah. body. Yeah. Okay, grand so. Yeah. Um, so all that aside, we've now figured out what Gore looks like. Uh, <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Um, you we're gonna basically the group are now all in the same room, albeit separated. Norman and Norman and Ogan and Dastard Trevelyan are on the kind of the the steps that the plinth at the top of the room with with uh, with right. the High Chancellor accusing them in front of the High Council or the the, the, the the Temporary Council, which who all have very confused looks on their faces. They're all like, what the fuck? Um, what did the group want to do at this point? You are separated. So Aratir, Codeine, you've kind of like landed in and this is what you see as your senses attuned to the room. What we see is a council with our... Iran is there as well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. As if by magic... Sorry, apologies. So we're in the same room, but in different parts of the room. Yes. And our, well, one of our friends and our octopus-in-law, or whatever he is, um, are up being touched by a council. That's species, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> or planarists? I never um, understood it. You know, you know, you can't say anything nowadays. He's <laughs> gone mad. Random <clears throat> call someone an octopus. It's a, it's a, it's crazy. Can anyway. I ask? Can I ask? Uh, Laran, Aratir, and Codeine, roll a perception check for me, please. Okay. Him, roll the right dice. Got it. I'm using the uh, eighteen. I'm using the, uh, eighteen. Wayne, who's giving out to us again? Eighteen. High Chancellor. A two, oh, eight, eight, eight. Uh, three. Three. Okay. Oh, so, dear. So, Aratir, you're still a bit discombobulated from the teleport in. You're kind of still getting your. I'm, I'm. I'm trying not to puke. Yeah, you had. A, you had a big lunch before you left, so it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to throw up in this really nice hall. <laughs> your spiky eye patch went temporarily onto the other eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laran and Cody, you do notice that. Um, you notice that the, the kind of the the council as it is are kind of all looking at each other, uh, conf- very confused. Um, particularly Swift and the Claw of the Sky. Tarnax, but is just like he's just like what the fuck. But the other two are kind of looking at each other, going because eh? they had a, re- a relationship beforehand, as you remember. I think yeah. uh, L- Loran had had interactions with them, 
Um, and I had you, more than interactions with Swift. With definitely with Swift. Yeah. But you kind of are able to read with that role. You're able to kind of read their expressions. And sit there. You could definitely see the incredulity on their faces. They're not really sure what the High Chancellor is getting at here. Um, and they don't know. Obviously, they don't know who Norman is. And uh, Ogan is just like a little furry creature. Like, what the fuck? So, hang on. Are we aware that they're accusing them of being spies? The first thing you the first thing you heard as you landed in was him, uh, the High Chancellor, pointing at the trio, and accusing them all of being the reason why the city was attacked. Okay. Um, go. Just can I walk go. up to where these guys are? And you can make your way up. Yeah, you kind of did. Yeah. So I want to do that, and. Um, kind of look around obviously hang with Norman because we're buds and it's like oh yeah god you you really are onto something except for us we're not part of it but the rest of them you should probably keep an eye <laughs> and I want to make a persuasion check so you've walked you've walked directly up to Norman so you've walked yeah. up the steps and you're going right up beside Norman yeah, okay yeah. grand yeah just just saying this guy accusing us of being spies Seems like something a spy might say. He might know all these other spies. I think this guy might be the spy. The 14 to persuasion. <laughs> 14 to persuasion. Yeah. Um, I've got one really, really important question before. Um, what is a spy? <laughs> the thing with, with wings that sits on a tree, or is that... A, no, that's a magpie. Yeah. I'm not one of them. So, are you trying to persuade the the High Council or the, the, the of this? Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking to Ogan. There I was like, no, I don't think Ogan. Okay. You trying to persuade him? <laughs> <that> he's a bad guy. Yeah. is not a spy. He is all um, familiar. Familiar. Sure. Very good. Quit with the men again. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Yes, um, we're, we're Swift. You know, reverse card on the council. Yeah, Swift immediately. Yeah, Swift immediately recognizes you, and he's like, "What in the world is going on here, Chancellor? Explain yourself. We we are aware of these individuals. We fought with these individuals. Well, yeah, explain yourself, with, spy. I, I'm not aware who this young elf is, but I do know this tiefling, and and they were sent on a mission at your behest." And now you're claiming they're spies. I have turned to Aratir and I'm telling Aratir, I think we're going to have to bail out uh, Ogan over here because I think they're uh, in some sort of trouble. Having had physical relations with this man, pointing at Swift, <laughs> I can confirm he told me he was a spy. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying that Swift is a spy? Swift kind of just like gives a smirk and kind of sits back in his chair and he's like <laughs> he's like um, I, I'm sorry Loran I, I don't know what kind of game you're playing um, with this yeah, particular that's exact, that's spy talk if that, is, that is pure spy talk <laughs> uh, he kind of looks yeah the, sorry the, the, the guy that's accusing us of, of, of being a spy I want to start sniffing the air and go like Wait, well, what does if, if you're not going to tell me what a spy looks like, what does it smell like? Because there's, if, there's yeah, out of everybody here, well, including myself, this guy smells weird. Um, there, there's now like the crowd that are there that were working and kind of look like they were part of like of a planning operation, um, are all kind of turning to themselves in confusion and, and, are, and there's murmurs throughout the entire room. Um, the claw of the sky oh, is look. 
glad you're not dead. That's rad. I'm ambivalent. <laughs> Uh, the closet guy is kind of looking at Swift and looking, and she's got a kind of a, a, a wry smile on her face. And she's like, "Well, let me tell you, uh, it is clear we all know that a uh, Swift has had dealings of the unsavory of nature. It is the reason why he is on this council. But all these accusations flying about are ludicrous." I also know who these individuals are, and words of their deeds has reached my ears. They have saved my home city. I got the dispatches from okay. Henrik's Point. I got dispatches from Henrik's Point from the very harbor master who they helped clear out a very serious drug problem in the area. So, you're telling me that these individuals are the cause of our immediate woes, I find very hard to believe. Um, at this point, the High Chancellor is kind of like turning beet red. More um, like the Spy Chancellor. <laughs> uh, he's like, this man here, this twister of words, this Trevelyan. He is the cause of all of this. And these... Oh, for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I think he's just a dragon. That's, he's not whatever that thing is. Shut up. You see? <laughs> this even, is good for us. Even the people that he charges with quests and and good deeds are turning Unwillingly. Yeah, for, for the record, we didn't want to get involved. Fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I, I, I think he's okay when he's in shut, the shut, anyway. shut the fuck up, Ogre. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want I want Norman and uh, Norman and Lorraine to roll uh, a deception check, please. Fourteen again. Fourteen. Uh, and I will also roll a number. <laughs> <laughs> Also, also, uh, no, 13. 13, okay. Um, Axbud is sitting there kind of like just looking at all of this unfold, kind of a, a bemused look across his face. Um, yeah, Axblood, jump in. Trevelyan, Trevelyan doesn't seem to be phased by anyone. Oh, is he here? Trevelyan is there. Trevelyan is, oh. he's standing yeah. there. He's standing there with Norman and with uh, Ogan. Ogan. He, the three of them arrive together. And he's there, like he, like you've. It, it, he looks different than when the last time you saw him. He looks. Is it because he's a dragon? Well, it's not. He's a. He's, he has reverted to his his more oh, human okay. form, but he's still a kind of a tall, wispy, thin-looking male with long white hair. His robes are a bit more regal, with more intricate details on them. He he, he does hold a staff in his hand, um. But he doesn't seem to be too troubled by these accusations flying back and forth, or by the chaos that is ensuing in front of him, because everyone is just pointing fingers at each other. Um, he kind of just looks at it all, and it looks at—he's looking across the room, and it's—it's it's definitely clear that this particular situation is just another in a long line of. Tense situations that has been happening in Terrace Moor, particularly for the Chancellor and for the High Council, and just the pointing of fingers doesn't seem to be out of place. And the you look know, on, like, 
talking about all our big fancy deeds and everything and our, everything we've done in cities we say but when you think about it all we've really done was stop some guys from taking some drugs so i kind of get why they didn't like us well actually i gave re remember i gave them the vial so actually i got more of them hooked uh balances out cancels mm. out strictly speaking we're, we're pretty much neutral on the on the deeds front yeah mm. Yeah. You're barking up the wrong tree. Oh, okay, please say I'm there by now because I'm just saying. Yeah, you're all like if you've made you if, if our tier encoding have made their way up. Yeah, uh, you are. You guys are the are the trees. Worst. You are the worst. Sounds but, like something yeah. a spy would say. I'd... That does sound like spy talk. She's very <laughs> sneaky. I've seen her sneak a lot. Mm. Not she. She is very. If if she probably if you were to search her right now, you'd find she's carrying. Knives and other yes, stealthy. Yes, and for a very long time, she wouldn't even tell us her name. That's so sneaky. I still don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna look. Arrest her. You two are gonna talk about fight. fucking skeletons and closets. You two, listen. Oh. And Artier takes off her battleaxe and slams it down on the ground. Yeah. Listen. I've had enough of this shit and my stomach still feels awful. What are we doing? What are we doing arguing like this? Because they're accusing us of being yeah. whatever a spy is. Fuck those guys, I mean us. I still want to go home. I'm just, I, I'm just, it's, it's sort of, I think it's a distraction, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I, if I would, it works as a distraction, what? Norman. Norman, I would be very upset if Cody had got arrested. It'd I'd be, be kind of okay it, with it. It would be funny. We've been new, Loran. We've been new. It would so, be funny. Oh, wait a minute. Did, where, when did you guys get here? Did you just come through that portal? <laughs> yes, Ogan. Hi, it's good to see you oh, again. Oh, I didn't notice this until now. I feel I feel a bit bad. What, yeah, what is this soup you're after getting yourself into? What's going on? If we do, no, These guys are just giving out to us. We didn't do Who anything. gets custody of Ogan? I feel like it should be us. I, um, Ogan, yeah. I feel, is, is self-sufficient enough to make uh, a man. Are you sure about that? For himself. He just asked if a spy was a magpie and tried to smell the king. It's true, but he didn't try That's and dob us in as well magpies. He's the king, though, but he isn't. <laughs> 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 At this point, Axblood stands up. And just basically, there's a table beside him, and he just basically slams his left fist, and actually the table just collapses under the weight. It's like silence, everybody. Doesn't he sound like Steve Austin? He does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of more I'm impressive than he, he does it. If he had an axe. Yeah. Um, mm. Not great, ass blood. Yeah. This is what I want you all to listen to right now. He's about to lay the smack down. Like a hell yeah! This, this city is hurting. And all you are fighting amongst yourselves, pointing fingers. Well, we um, didn't hurt this. <laughs> it's not our city. Who's pointing fingers now? <laughs> Look at you, pointing fingers at everyone. Someone arrest him, he's a spy. Clearly, <laughs> these people do not have the aptitude to be masterminds of this entire situation. Question. Are yeah. there guards in this room? 
their guards are, are kind of like along, smattered along the room, but they roll perception on that just to see if you can make out the. the, the Laurent, Laurent, I'll just leave you with these words Grunka, Lunka, Dunkity, Darned Guards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Futurama reference. Yeah. Um, so, you, uh, as you're kind of looking around, the guards are there, but they're all, they all look like, uh, like all the guards in Terrace Moor, they're all female as well. Um, yeah. So they're all they're looking quite disheveled and hurt. Some of them have only parts of their armor on. Uh, there are some that are wearing full armor, but it's dented and like they've been, they've literally been in the wars. There is also the High Chancellor's um, bodyguard slash captain of the guards, who's the female Goliath, who shadows him everywhere. And she's standing right behind where you all are, keeping a close eye on everyone. Um, Shadowing him like a spy might do. <laughs> oh my God. As, as, Axblood is kind of standing and telling everyone to be quiet. He's basically he like just towering over everyone because he's quite a large orc. He's like broad, tall, and he's just looking across all of you with this in, in, like angry look on his face. He's like, we need to band together. We need to fight this evil that is attacking our city. What is the evil that's attacking your city? Can I ask? We were laid siege by what I can only describe as these possessed individuals that seem to be forming into crystalline entities. Oh, okay. There was... What was that? Were they spiders? Did they look like spidery? Um, There were a few of them that had multiple appendages. But they weren't arachnids per se. Uh, they seem to be forming into these creatures. There was quite a lot of them. And we managed to keep them at bay for a lengthy period of time until they, some, for some reason, retreated back towards the city or the town of, of Breston. We had sent scouts and only one returned and informed us of the, of the town's fate. How long has this been going on? Um, well, given the time jumps that you folks have had and, and suffered, this the last time you were in Terrace Moor, and when you left Breston, Breston was about seven months ago. Ooh, that was seven over se- seven to eight people. months ago, when you left Breston, when the, 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 the town collapsed in on itself. So um, it was direct correlation in time. Yeah, well, the Red Rot, the Red Rot took over the town, if you remember. So it was a case of you had to then evacuate the entire, the remaining inhabitants of the town. And you, you were left kind of handling that. And upon that, that's when you fell into the caverns. Uh, and from my own from my own mind, I had to rewatch that very recently because I was very <laughs> drunk when that happened. Um, so uh, it was the Halloween episode when all this happened. So uh, uh, as it got to that climax, I was more and more like... So... Um, Laurent kind of actually pipes up and he's like, sorry, I, I, I know all this is very important to you. I, I just actually have one question. Why is Trevelyan here? I thought he couldn't leave his special houses. I've been asking that literally since the first day we met him. No, why no, no, is no, no, he here? <laughs> Looking at him like, why are you... Yeah. I thought like oh, I could communicate through the um the thing because he couldn't leave his little sheds. 
and now he's here. How did he get here? Why is he here? Um, uh, that's kind of my fault. <laughs> what the fuck? I know, we were stuck, uh, it was that or be stuck in a little room with him for the rest of eternity. And uh, okay. I'd... Mm. So wait, what? Hang on. <laughs> more <laughs> to that. Well, Why you just came through... What? Well, we went you through You came through bit. the portal after us, so you would have seen the little room. It's no, not like you no, would have left no, us to die or anything. Well, basically, I wanted to go home, and then I wasn't allowed, and the guards tried to take me, so I sat in my tiny hut, hmm. but then they were like, well, well, you can't go anywhere else. You just have to come with us. So we went with them, and now we're here. Hmm. Well, I had a we... nap. And oh, I'd love a nap. It was a good um, nap. Oh, I'd love one of them. No, we, we found the caged dragon and let him loose. So Trevelyan's a, a, a big white, a big, big dragon with wings. Are they spies? Trevelyan? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. like, I'm trying to Pretty get my head around what a spy is. Unless oh, they dragon. are magpies, which make a lot of sense. <laughs> Dragons in general. Hmm. Well, there's not many of them, so why does people give out about it as if they're everywhere? I've only seen one, and it was him. Mm. He doesn't really... I ain't even a dragon. Yeah, he doesn't even count. Well, well, he wouldn't fit in here if he was, but um, outside when, when he flew us here, he was. It was great. Might, yeah, might, I, might I, be was... about finding out how to do that and become a dragon. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, we, we flew here on his on his back, um, and, and then we came in here, and then they started giving out to us, accusing of being magpies. So... That was yeah. Until he you appeared. He, he did all these flappy, like, spins and twirls. Very show-offy, and I'm looking at Very tacky. And uh, So you went through the portal. You found Trevelyan in a little room. Yes. But he was a dragon. Yes. So and it was actually quite a big room. Just, just knowing yeah. to remind you, you went through the portal and Loran did not. So. Well, why would I? I assumed I'd die. Yeah. Yeah. Just seems also, was it another game? If it had taken me to where I was supposed to be going, I would have died. Yeah, yeah, no hard feelings. No, no. Um, oh, no one told me that. I thought. Yeah, it was well, just you ran very fast. But mm. well, I like, I like mirrors that take you places. It's fun. Does that happen often? <laughs> um. Well, hundred percent time. It's been fun. <laughs> it's a, a cage, a huge cage, a dragon. So. If I had a nickel for every time a, a mirror's taken me somewhere, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> uh, every time I look in a mirror, I uh, have a dark night of the soul, so not so much here. Aratir, how are you doing? I'm just bemused by, by all of this nonsense, to be honest. I feel like we should address the Trevelyan thing. I'd, um, I'd rather not spend any more the time dragon on him. In the room, you mean? Yeah. It's the huh? dragon in the room. Yeah. Yeah, the room. So, yeah that's uh, a bit fucking weird. At this point, uh, Thorin turns to Trevelyan's like, clearly, you seem to be at the center of all this, boy. You're going to have to explain yourself. Because yeah, all of these it. individuals seem to be at your beck and call. And they're all no, being accused. No, no, shush, ass blood. Shush. Don't say that. Don't ever say that again. I will unmake you. Norman, he brought us together. He, yeah, and I'm still, he not, still not pleased about that. Ammunition on us and brought us together. So he gets, he, he does get that plotted, I suppose. Well, I don't have to be happy about it. 
Trevelyan kind of steps forward and uh, he, he kind of like he just switches his cloak a bit and kind of clinks forward with his uh, with his staff and kind of like just bows his head ever so slightly towards uh, Thorin and looks at the rest of the group as well. He's like, um, it is quite the story to tell. Um, and where to start? Well, you see, all of this doesn't belong here. All of this belongs elsewhere. All of you belong elsewhere. <sighs> and I'm sorry to say, through actions of my own and a few others, um, the reason that you're all here falls to us. We... And he kind of looks around at the, at the room and all the individuals now that were like, there was quite a large throng of people who were working in the banquet hall have all kind of stopped and dropped their tools and are kind of looking up at this ragtag bunch of people with these looks on their faces look to say, what the fuck is going on? We, we were caught up in something we couldn't control many, many, many hundreds of years ago. And the result of our failings was all of this being brought to this plane of existence. You all exist outside of the true world. Let me ask you, do any of you have any memory or knowledge of the gods? Do any of you worship a god on this plane? No. Well, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, the only god I've met is this guy. He keeps on banging on about it. But it's him, so... That is exactly my point. Have you got brothers and sisters? This... Norman. Because he's saying gods, so that presumes more than one. This realm exists outside of their influence. And it is that that the necromancer Koval wishes to address and fill with his own power. And it is that which we need to stop. Uh, how, pray tell... Yeah, pretend like I've never heard of any of these guys, like, I don't know what any of this is, and explain like I'm five. Yes, pretend for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was part of an adventuring group, not too dissimilar to your own, many, many years ago. And we were given the task of capturing a lesser god. And Corval was one of our number. He was one of our group and upon seeing the power of this lesser god which we could not vanquish he became hungry and wanted that for himself so during the battle with this lesser god he switched sides and the result was this a fracture in reality and all of you exist within this fracture. So what replaces... Sorry if this is too technical a question, but 
in this physical geographical space, does the real reality exist outside of this bubble we're in? Or is there life going on that we can't see? If we remove this section, is Terrace more here and, and thriving? He, or has it replaced what was here? Let me demonstrate. And he kind of swishes his hands ever so slightly. And these floating yeah, orbs of light, these floating orbs of light appear. And he there's a central one with about six or seven different ones around it. And he holds his hand out and grabs the central one. This is your world as you know it. This is Jurak Jurak, as this has been called by the original denizens that found themselves here. After this great upset, it exists here. And he places it back in the center. All of these other globes are the other realms that exist around it. You live in a pocket plane of existence torn from your original plane. Myself and my comrades wished to take this pocket and put it back where it belongs. But we need to stop Koval first. He is the key, for he has the power of this lesser god at his beck and call. And he is clearly trying to bring other beings of great power, and he points towards Norman, here to influence this realm of existence. So, 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 sorry, when did this happen? Roughly 600 of your years ago. Oh, so like, I was born into this pocket, I wasn't like... It didn't exactly. happen like two years ago and I wouldn't have known kind of a deal. There have been generations of inhabitants here in this world who are unaware of what is going on around them. Um, all of you roll a perception check for me, please. 22. Oh. 17. Wow, the is rolling high today. 17. 17, so 17, 22. 21. 21. Um, yeah. Naran and Codeine, you notice oh, that no, well, the, the 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 DC on it was a certain level. So mm-hmm. what? What? What did you roll? Seventeen, isn't it? Seventeen. Yeah. So Naran L- L- rolled twenty two, two, and Codeine rolled twenty one. Twenty one. So the DC was twenty. And um, you both notice that the Goliath that was shadowing the High Chancellor has now started to inch towards Trevelyan. And the High Chancellor is starting to move away. Oh, can I... Uh, can I raise the alarm? Yeah, what do you want to do? You mean poke me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, nudge Aratir. Is Loran in harm's way? Loran is standing next to Norman. And Dassey's Trevelyan is in front, it's kind of now moved in front and it's kind of close to Thor and Axe Blood. Um, okay. So Norman and Loran are kind of back a bit, so they're not really in. Okay. The, the, the Goliath so is actually I... moving kind of, so say, say for example, where they're standing, they're standing off to the, to, to the left. You're down right. in front of them at the kind of at the steps. Aratir is just a bit further up at the steps. Aratir is actually quite close to Dassey's Trevelyan. 
right. and the, the Goliath seems to be now moving around where the Chancellor was because cha- she was shadow- shadowing the Chancellor the entire time. So she, the Chancellor's now moving away and she's just sidestepping slightly inwards. And the two of you okay. have noticed this. Nobody else has. I am going to make a, a, a fleet of foot movement uh, up towards everybody, uh, kind of nudging Aratir. Yeah. I don't want to... I mean, it's not going to be much of a battle between me and a Goliath, but um, I'm going to make for the for the Chancellor. Okay. Ogan, what were you saying there? You were saying something? Because um, of what I rolled, Wayne, I want to start playing with those lights that he was using okay. to... Darren, um, can you move into shot? You're out of shot of the sorry, camera. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to... Um, Paul, these, uh, uh, I want to start... You know the way he was doing those lights? Yeah. I want to jump on a table and start reaching for him. Well, there's no, there's no real table around you for you to jump on. Okay, I'll just jump and kind of try and... Okay, so Ogan is now kind of pawing at the lights, or trying to paw at the lights. They're floating about yeah. two feet above him. Um, Arit, uh, oh, Codeine, so you're moving towards Aratir. Uh, yes, I want to get to the Chancellor while also engaging Aratir. Also, the only reason I try and save uh, Loran from anything is to piss him off. <laughs> Okay, one second. I can't save my life. Prevent me from death and living my fabulous life. Okay. The best way to annoy you... Do me a favour. Roll a a stealth check on it. Will do. Aratir still has her her battle axe in her hands from getting pissed off earlier. Okay. Um, 17. 17, that's fine. Um, The Chancellor doesn't notice you. He rolled a 13 on perception, so... Um, so. Um, so I've been alerted by Codine and Clock the Goliath. Yeah. And um, stretch out my battle axe as if to try and not block her way, but where do you think you're going, bitch? That's a better match, the Goliath and our tier. It's a better match. As soon as you say this, the Goliath swings their great axe off their shoulder and takes a shot towards you. I need you to roll initiative, our tier. Initiative again. Is initiative charisma? No. No, you're not. So it's you roll a d twenty, and then you're plus. You your initiative. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, you're you're ahead. So upon it, like all of all all of you are kind of taken aback. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of this happens all at once. Um, the Goliath, the female Goliath, swings in at Aratir as Aratir lifts up her battle axe, and the Goliath taking this as a challenge. Uh, comes striking in. The High Chancellor moves back and slams his fist on the ground and there is a large arcane blast and you're all knocked backwards. And there now seems to be, like, as you kind of move up and Aratir and the Goliath move into what is now the start of battle, the rest of you seem to be kind of pushed back and not so much held in place, but if you try to move, it's like you're walking through treacle. And the High Chancellor is... See now, who's the closest to him? Me. No, actually, Ran and Norma will be the closest to him. Do you want to do anything as he tries to run past you? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Why did I know that was yeah. going to happen? Okay, Norman, you're not doing anything. <laughs> um. Do we have any safe? No, I 
think I, I think I'll, I'll let this first round go by just to see what happens. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. So, um, let me see where is this one? Sorry, I'm just bringing up my cards here. So, um, <clears throat> you're all stuck in place. You're kind of finding it very hard to, to move. The high chancellor hightails it, like a high chancellor with high tail, back into what seems to be his offices as the female Goliath engages with Aratir. Um, oh, we're now roll a, ro- uh, we're now into combat. Aratir, you're 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 first, and then the Goliath is after you. You rolled quite high, um, so. You have the first action. What do you want to do? Um, how close am I to the glide? You're Is right up. Gonna... You're right up on each other. Okay, so trusty battle axe. Um, so I'm gonna take a swing at her. How much taller than me is she? She's she's a she's a female glide. She's about another foot and a half taller than you. She's quite large Ooh. and broad. She's big. Um, she is. Her skin is like is ebony. And it seems to, it's like it's, it's even though she's got a battle armor on her, 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 her arms are bare. She has um, kind of gauntlets on her. Um, she's carrying um, uh, a large battle axe herself. Um, her head, sides of her head are shaved. She's got like a braid that's tied over the top of her head and then goes down the back. And she's got like white tattoos on her skin. Um, she's running straight for you, as, uh, but you have the first attack because you managed to kind of catch her off guard. Okay, I'm because I'm gonna take a sw- I'm gonna swing low. Swing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I am going to aim for her knees. Oof. Okay. Ooh, oh, so I rolled a nineteen. Well, that hits. That hits. Um, with Batlax, that is one d eight plus four damage. that would be six plus four ten and um as my yeah so i i i take a swing at her at her knees um it's done 10 damage and uh i give her an out shove as she falls with my spiked armor oh yeah um so you swing in low and you catch it you're aiming for her knees right yeah because i want to i want to stop her if i can if i can uh, because she's that much bigger than me, I'm kind of like if I swing low and and get her down onto her knees, that makes it harder for her to run at me. Okay, so are you swinging? You catch it. She's charging forward and and doesn't expect you to move as fast as you move. You swing your axe down and catch her across the, the side of her of her left knee as she strides forward. Your axe sinks in and you can you you feel a crunch against her knee. She kind of buckles slightly and goes down and trips, um, kind of trying to keep herself steady. You pull the axe out and then you shove forward with the uh, with the armor. What's the attack on that? Is it? It's a bonus. Sorry, um, so yeah, so the attack on the armor was one d four plus four, which is eight. So ten from the battleaxe and eight. From well, you want to roll? See, you're, it's a it's a bonus action. So I can't remember. Yeah. Is it? Is it? It just does it automatically hit. Uh, you have to roll to hit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Ah, bollocks. I rolled a three. A three. Um, as you're coming in, even though she's stumbling and you kind of move the shoulder barrier in, she kind of catches you up and lifts the battle axe up and kind of deflects you off to the side and regains her footing. Um, you notice then, uh, for the first time after the charge, she kind of even though she's bleeding from her left knee, she kind of regains her stance 
and the two of you kind of look around and you notice that there seems to have been following the high chancellor's kind of arcane blast there now seems to be a clearing of a ring in the area that you're both standing in and everyone outside of the ring is moving a bit more slowly they're kind of like they're stuck in place um, and you notice that it's just you and her facing off and the rest of the group are finding themselves they are they can move ever so slowly but they're they're just it's like they're gonna it's gonna be at least two more rounds before they catch up to be able to initiate anything if they want to so okay. uh, it's now into her uh, she's gonna kind of charge again and she is going to swing her axe uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. see no. digital deaths that's not good that is a 12 yeah hit what's your armor class my armor class is 18. 18 so she misses oh, so baby. she swings she kind of rushes in and swings hard like screaming um she hasn't raged just yet but she's in she's getting pretty pissed because she's she took a hit to the knee and she swings in and as she swings in you kind of sidestep and deflect and her left knee kind of kind of twists a wee bit again and the, the battle goes wide and glances off your side armor as you sidestep her and you now have uh, kind of she has her back to you as she's turning it's now back to yourself I would like to rage, please. Yeah, baby, no. um, the audacity of this Goliath trying to take you uh, uh, face on pisses you off. and you, just <laughs> see, you The rest of you are all getting back to your feet and you just hear the scream from your uh, half-orc friend as she just... Into, into the face of, uh, of, the, of the Goliath, the female Goliath. Um, so you are now rajaying. What would you like to do? I'm gonna swing. I'm I'm gonna swing the battle axe again and go for her dominant arm. Uh huh. Um, to try and take her out. Grand. So that is a sixteen. Um, sixteen. That hits. Um, that just hits. That just hits. Her armor class is sixteen. Roll for damage. You, you, also have, you have a plus two to that as well for strength weapons. So because you're raging. So, oh yeah, yeah. So sorry. So plus two to the damage. Yeah. Yeah. So plus two all in total to the damage. So six plus yeah. So twelve. Twelve damage. Um, yeah. Your scream catches your like, scream of rage catches her off guard, uh, and she kind of stumbles a bit back on her, her now kind of damaged knee as you rush in and swing the battle axe down you catch her across her chest armor knocking her back she stumbles and falls she's now prone on the ground and um, trying to stump, uh, rush to get back up um, um, as so it says for my spike attack for the armor it says oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. while you're raging you can use a bonus action to make one melee weapon attack yeah and your armor and your armor spikes against a target within five feet of you. Yep. So you roll to Sarah. hit. Yep. Roll to hit. Ah, fuck. No. <laughs> yeah. I got the one. Oh. Um, you, uh, as, fuck as, you, spiked armor. As, as the Goliath is kind of scrambling to get back up off her feet after being knocked prone by your heavy attack, um, you kind of charge in again with the armor and she rolls out of the way and jumps back up on her feet. You kind of careen forward a bit, trying to nearly losing your footing but then regaining your uh, step. Um, 
she then takes the takes this advantage to kind of move in and swing her battle axe and she also rages um, you see a large scream uh, emanate from her and she just runs straight in uh, at you um, swinging her battle axe hard yeah, you see attack attack and that is a oh my god that is a 12 I'm rolling terrible <laughs> Uh, I'm not. I'm using the digital dice on D and D Beyond for this particular character. I think I might just revert back to my physical dice. Uh, I rolled a twelve, so she runs in, um, and clearly misses. And you were you've regained your footing, and again, deftly, um, harkening back to when you stealthed with a natural twenty in the woods way back at the start of the campaign. You still have that. You seem to have this attribute of just moving moving dexterously on your feet and you sidestep her as she rushes forward swinging the battle axe down it embeds in the ground in front of you uh, with a large clang uh, sending splinters and, and shards of, of rock uh, up into the air uh, it's back to you okay um so how far away from so we're still within this circle yeah um, you're still within the circle and it's now after this round of combat then um, everyone else, if they want to, can do an action if they feel the need to. How so? With it, so within that circle, how how big is the circle? Like, is it you know twenty you're, feet? Or you're talking about 10? twenty feet, twenty feet in the in circumference, or sorry, diameter. So twenty feet diameter. Yeah. So it's about it's it's kind of like a it looks like they've cleared a fighting ring. Yeah, yeah, like a sumo ring or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I am. Um, okay. I'm gonna um, take out my long sword. Oh, uh, thingy. Take um, it. Uh, have a little. Have a little switch. Okay, is it an action to do that? I can't remember. Oh, is it? You have it equipped, don't you? I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna double check. Um, I'll let you wait. No, that's fine. If you wanna. I don't mind, like, if, if I don't mind, I can use a bat like again. It is trusty. Um, my longsword is... Ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, we'll go for the bat lax again. <laughs> bat lax for a bat lax. Yeah. That would be an 18. That definitely hits. Uh, you're doing all that. Like, I'm not rolling it as well as you. Yeah. Rusty. So uh, you you swing in um, uh, as she kind of is trying to pull her axe out of the ground that's now embedded in. She kind of turns and sees you approach and you bring the axe heavily down uh, across uh, kind of her shoulder blade area. Roll for damage. Uh, that was two, four, eight, eight damage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, She's, she is starting to look hurt. Uh, you bring the axe down, crack across the kind of her shoulder blades. You see the armor kind of split and buckle in the center as you drag the axe down and sparks fly. She stumbles forward, anger across her face. Um, she kind of turns on you now and goes to kind of rush and jab forward with the bladed end of her battle axe into your kind of midriff. Um, I'm going to roll with a real dice for this one. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I was about to say it sounds deadly hearing those physical dice, but uh, <laughs> twelve again. Um, so she and you just again just spin out of the way. She pushes forward. The rage now building in her. She can't even touch you, and you just seem to be dancing around her as she goes. Um, it's back to yourself. 
give up, you idiot. She kind of snarls at you. She's like, oh, shit. I just rolled to do an L Batlack thingy again, and uh, I rolled an eleven, so I missed. Right? You miss. She kind of like as you're bringing it down, as you're saying this, she kind of rages and shouts and twirls again, uh, kind of mimicking what you did. And your axis meets the air, and she kind of pushes it to one side, and then, uh, and in the same motion, then brings her battle axe up and swings it at your at your midsection. That is, oh, for fuck's sake, I rolled a three. Um, <laughs> you kind of push her out of the way, and the axe, her axe kind of catches nothing. And she's like, you're spinning around her, now kind of at her back. And she can, looks confused as the second you were there, and you're no longer there. And you know, it's you now your action, what you want to do. Are we out of treacle, by the way? You are out of treacle. If the group wants oh, to do God. something at this point, you can. Yeah, um, can, I, can I do a, can I do a, a sneak attack? If you wish, now you're about, you're about, you're going to have to move to get to her. Um, and then I'll need you to roll, once you get in, um, you'd have right. to roll initiative to see where in the order you come. So anyone that wants to okay. come in on this, I need you to roll initiative. Okay, I'll move first. Okay. Yeah. To get within five feet. Yeah, and then just roll d20 for initiative for me. Uh, me too, Wayne. Ooh, uh, that's an 11. An 11, okay. So you're... You're actually after it. It's Dex, isn't it, for perception? Perception? What do you roll perception for? Sorry, um, for initiative. Gee, it's been such a long time. Um, yeah, roll a d20 and... Uh, yeah. And you're... Yeah. So, oh, 20. Woohoo! 20, Jesus. I see Ogan moving and I'm like, please, Ogan, make this count. Um... I've got to kind of, I'm kind of growling as I, okay. you know, run so forward. So it's, it's, it, it is into Aratir in this round. On the next round of initiative then, after Aratir and after the glide goes again, uh, if nothing happens between that, then it goes to Ogan and then it goes back to Aratir, okay? Uh, Loran and Norman, are you guys doing anything? As I meant to ask, do we roll initiative now or what? If you want to move in, you can roll initiative to be in the initiative order, yes. Oh, can I say where I am, but also roll initiative? If you want, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay. I- I'm gonna stay back here. And, uh, <laughs> what you got? One. Okay. Oh, oh. I am going to roll initiative, but from safely back here. Yeah, we're gonna. Sure. We're gonna hang back. Norman, here. you're gonna do the same. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, that's an eight total. Eight. So you're um you're after Cody. So the new initiative order, right, once, once Aratir does her next move and the Goliath goes again, the new initiative order, top of the order is Ogun, okay? So, okay. Aratir, it is into you. So I'm behind the Goliath, so I'm going to take a swing. Uh, handle on my batlax is quite long, so I'm going to try and take a swing at the back of her head to try and stun her and knock her out. Aratir, do okay. we want her alive? I'd like her less lively than she is at the moment. So, gotcha. Yeah. Let's see if I can land this first. Okay. 17. That hits. Reach out and touch face. <laughs> <laughs> All about the demo today. Um, I want to know what the story is with that guy with the nice quiff, but also the environmentally conscious 100% <laughs> cotton suit. <laughs> Um, that was a nine damage. A nine. Did you add your rage bonus to that, yeah? I did, yeah. So I rolled a three plus two for rage plus um, four for, yeah, because it's one D8. Oh, sorry. No, I did, I did that arseways. 
Because I rolled a d4 instead of a d8. Yo, I'll roll it roll. again, sorry. So, <laughs> I still rolled a three on a d8, so it's nine. <laughs> three. Yeah, okay. Three. Uh, nine three in total. Um, yeah. So, are you aiming to knock her out at this point? Knock her down? I'm name yeah, so I'm aiming to 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 create so I've hit her kind of the back of the head. Okay. Let's see now. She's down. Okay. You hit her in the back of the head, she stumbles forward, she doesn't go down. She's looking pretty hurt, but she okay. doesn't go down. Okay. Uh, she stays up. Um it is now her turn and she turns around dazed and sees you all kind of sees now looks and sees you and sees Codeine and Ogan moving down towards her as well um, and just screams at you in one last rush to kind of inflict some damage because she hasn't been able to touch you yet and she's just boiling with fury at this point and she rushes forward uh, swinging her axe at you and that is a that is a 17 to hit my armor class is 18. She swings and you just like, at this point, she's just so bedraggled and so in bits. You just sidestep and just push the battle axe out of the way. It's like a clink as metal on metal. Uh, and you sidestep and kind of, as she goes past, you push her slightly and she moves in a direction towards Ogan and Cody as they come down the steps. Uh, it is now into Ogan. Ogan, what do you want to do? Well, I'm rushing forward, right, Wayne? Like looking angry, going, Ugh. and then... You know, as I see that she's coming towards me, I kind of put on this little bit of a panicky look and like, what the hell? And just uh, cough up, um, uh, uh, produce flame at her. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cast produce flame. Okay. I didn't, I thought I'd get range on it, but I not realized that she's she's moved towards me. So it's like, ah! <laughs> so, uh, give me a second now to find out what I've got plus two. Well, I'll roll it anyway. Oh... It's never a good noise, is it? No, it's not. Eleven. Uh, Eleven <laughs> does not hit. She she sees you coming, and she kind of, as she's still snarling, and you kind of step backwards. Um, you find yourself scuttling a bit. You go to produce flame, and she just dodges out of the way as it kind of just arcs over her shoulder. Um, it's now back into Aritz. Do you want to do anything else? Or is there anything any? Do you want to move? Um, if I can or? move kind of back, like I've got thirty feet range on this, but you know. Yeah, because you um, weren't exactly right up on her. She's she's just coming yeah. up to you. So if you move, um, you wouldn't. She wouldn't get an attack of opportunity on you. If you want to move oh, back so you, or move forward, you can. Yeah, yeah. It's more panicky of like, wait a minute, you're not meant to be focusing on me. What am I doing? And kind of move back, but just in range of my spells, you know. Okay. So do you want? Where do you want to go? Um, we'll say we'll say 15, 15 feet back from her, so that way I can still. So you're moving back up the steps towards Loran and Norman. Yeah. Grandson. So you move backwards up the step, steps towards Loran and Norman, who are just kind of taking all of this in, kind of looking I at got, all this stuff unfold in front of them. Um, I got the surge to buy it her and then realised that, no, I'm not good at that. So Okay. Um, it is back into Arad's here now, as you kind of are now closing in behind the Goliath herself. Okay. I know. <laughs> what do you think, Cody? Do you, want her, do you want her dead or alive? Um... Dead. I mean, she spun you right round, but I think uh, we need to find out where he went and why <laughs> and why he ran off. Sorry, yeah. Wayne. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's see <sighs> if I can land the next move first. Okay, so you're attacking her, eh? I am. Um, 
and I failed because that was a three. Three. Because the next um, one could have absolutely curse bladded her. She, um, she is looking rough. She's not looking like on death's door. She's looking beat up because you've you've given her a bit of a hammer and she hasn't touched you once. Um, but she kind of as she's dodging Ogan's flame and you kind of rush in the flame arcs over over her shoulder and you kind of have to sidestep and then swing down and it just glances off her armor the armor does does its job and it kind of yeah. your, your blade just sparks and um, it is now into the goliath and she then turns back on you seeing you coming and then just as she's spinning turns the spins her axe and attacks at you that is a like that hits 15 7 yeah that's a 22 to hit. Ooh. Okay. And, um, damage. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a five, five damage. So she swings, she kind of, as she turns and spins after Ogun's flame attack, she spins her axe and catches you across the, kind of the, the center part of your armor as it cuts you and then you see that it sparks, kind of leave the axe um, and is a, a kind of a, 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 a divot in the armor, but it doesn't draw any blood, so you take five damage. It is now into Codeine. Uh, Codeine. So at the moment, the Goliath is still standing, but um, but okay. <laughs> I am going to. Does she look in a position to be able to uh, knock me across the room with the back of her hand? She's big. She is a, a female. Goliaths are massive. Like as as much as Odin is, uh, Odin, as much Odin. Odin, who the Odin? Uh, Aratir, <laughs> as much as Aratir is a large half orc female, the Goliath, like I said, it's about another foot and a half taller, than her and about like nearly, uh, you know, another half wide. She's broad. She's big. Um, they are Goliaths are large creatures. Even the female uh, within the race, they are big and, and burly. Okay. And you are. I- you are quite dwarfed next to her. Standing, if you were standing right next to her, she'd be a good two and a half feet taller than you. Okay. All right. I am going to. I am going to. Uh, I've taken out my two daggers. I'm holding my two daggers. Okay. So I am going to um, move in. I'm going to attack her with an L two weapon fighting shunk shunk attempt okay. a mini a mini piercing like a like a like a warning piercing and okay. just ask her where the chancellor is going the warning piercing you're just the most threatening like claire's accessorist <laughs> i didn't listen to all of the training video <laughs> i'm still trying to pass my course ka confirm <laughs> Just confirm, I do not endorse Claire's accessories. Go no, nobody does. Nobody, nobody does. Nobody does. Oh my god. Hey, is that your uh, eight-month-old baby? Pachoo! Is that what you say to the Goliath? That's what you say <laughs> well, to the Goliath as you run in. <laughs> uh, your child can't consent to this. Pachoo! You're like a go-go <laughs> bow with that. <laughs> You're yeah. a neglectful parent. Wapow! <laughs> <laughs> um, Taking it back. I'm going to do hopefully as much tissue damage as uh, Claire's accessories piercer does. Okay. So quite uh, a lot. Uh, 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 quite uh, a lot. With, <laughs> with the weird banter, the, the, the Goliath is thrown off. She's like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> ro- did you roll to attack? I will roll to attack. Patel! <laughs> Very uh, do stealth. I have to roll for the two of them, Wayne? No, you just you roll. Like, you're, you're, only, you're only doing I've one attack. 18. 18. That 18. hits. That hits. 
So roll for damage. <laughs> Marv. You guys, this rogue is like, like, real good at sneaking, but every time she goes to do it, like a, a sneak attack, she just yells like, Ka-chow! Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh... I am right here! Ben! Eleven damage. Yeah. Um, taken, taken, kind of off kilter by your weird declaration of of accessorizing in her children. Um, she, the 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 Goliath is kind of was like what, and you're caught off guard as you kind of jab the dagger into into her rib cage and twist, and you see her ah, and even with even. Definitely going to be infected in two weeks. Pew, pew. It's like you're even like you're you're like it's like you could tuck yourself underneath her armpit. You're so small compared to standing next to her. As you kind of drive the dagger upwards and twist it, and she's like, oh, and you pull it out and blow the splats across the ground. It's like a trail. And uh, she kind of then starts to kind of not so much limp, but kind of move to the side. Uh, and she twirls around again. Norman, it's into you. Oh, did she answer my question, by the way? I, I, I was... Uh... She just growled in your general direction after you stabbed her in the ribs. Okay. She didn't answer where her boss was going. You didn't say a damn thing. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to do? Is that it? Me? Yeah. I'm going to disengage. Can I disengage, please? You can. As a rogue, you can disengage. Yes, I can. I'm going to squash my buckle. Squash your buckle right there. Her range. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Cool, cool. Um, so, uh, now, Norman, it's into you. Norman. Although now I am Norboy. Um, so, uh... Um, okay, so, yeah, what, 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 what's the, uh, what's the, what's the state of this Goliath? How's, how's, how's she looking in terms of injuries? She's now bleeding from her ribcage. She has uh, a deep gash across the back of her, of her back. Um, and she's looking pretty bruised. Aratir has given her what for. Yeah, Aratir has really gotten into her, like, and just basically beaten the fuck out of her. And yeah. and Codeine has then gone in and just stabbed her in the ribs. So she's looking pretty hurt. She's looking. She pretty looks hurt. like Mel Gibson's Jesus. <laughs> oh wow, that's a that's a reference. Yeah, that's a thick bit quote for uh, for my home. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if she looks like Mel Gibson's Jesus, then I'm about to send her back to Dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actually, uh, no, she's looking pretty. Seeing as she's looking pretty, uh, pretty rough. Um. I am going to the zoo. <laughs> I'm gonna go and uh, seeing as I think you guys have this, I'm actually gonna go and start poking around at that locked door to uh, that the guy ran through. Um, well, there's no like if you're gonna disengage, you're gonna leave the combat. Um, you're gonna move away. Um, yeah. As you kind of watch where he, you kind of follow where he went. There's no locked door. The doors are all open. He just fucking oh, legged it. He was like, okay, boom, gone. So you, if you want, you can follow. him. Yeah, I think that I think I would be put to better use doing that because I'm pretty sure you guys have this. Um, this this Goliath's having her ass handed to her. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get a lead on following that dude. Maybe catch him off guard. Okay, Grant's up. Just to see if there's any see if there's any sneaky shenanigans going on in the way. Perfect, uh, Lorraine. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would be interested in. <laughs> so, Lorraine takes out his little. A little boom boom. Yeah. And um, 
he's kind of like it's really tiring how you all solve all your problems with violence i don't see the point in it oh it's so fun though <laughs> um can i get her to make a charisma saving check of eight to try be 18. yeah that is a two so no not so two i so. start playing lord of the dance and uh, <laughs> and i basically uncast charm person on her okay. yeah uh, using my one a day real good charm person smell spell yeah smell and i tell her to dance in place until i tell her to stop and she does you notice that she just basically axe in hand just starts to just kind of like just not so much do a jig as much as a, a female goliath can do a jig she kind of starts to shuffle and shimmy in place a, a, a complete look of horror across her face amongst all of this um battle which she's used to and fighting this completely takes her off guard and she's like thrown out of it she's like what the fuck uh, and she's now dancing on the spot so do you want to ask now, or can I? I? <laughs> so it is so that and she is now effectively charmed and is dancing. There, like there, that is the end of that particular combat round. It is now up to Ogan. Back to the top of the round with Ogan. So and where? Do... Yeah, she's dancing for eight hours until or until I tell her to stop. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. This is this is some Lord of the Dance like. Yeah. But I feel kind of okay. bad for her now. Do you guys just want to ask her the questions? Uh, I think let her dance a little bit for a minute. Let's <laughs> let her dance for a while. So, the com combat is disengaged at this point then. She has just left dancing on the spot. As the rest of you just kind of stand and look at each other. Uh, what the no Norman is gone. Norman is gone at this point. He's gone into the back towards the Chancellor's chambers. Um, I'm going to follow Norman. You're going to follow Norman. Um, the, the councillor just left standing there with Trevelyan, and Trevelyan is kind of oh, like... I Trevelyan has a wry <laughs> smile on his face, and the councillor all just looking at each other. Swift is highly amused. He thinks this is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, and he's kind of just looking at Loran approvingly, uh, and a bit lustfully oh, as well at the same time. Um, so, uh, the Goliath is left dancing on the spot, bleeding from the wounds that she <laughs> has... has uh, Gotcha. Received, and is He's just gonna be on the spot, and like Cody is just gonna keep stabbing her. Codeine <laughs> <laughs> um, has, Codeine uh, has. You're left. You've gone after Norman. I've, you? I've headed after Norman, but um, just to further piss him off, I'm gonna thank Loran for his teamwork uh, on my way out. Oh, I was fixing your problem. You're welcome for me fixing your problem. Yes, thank you. I'm saying thank you earnestly. You could be more grateful. <laughs> uh, Give me things. <laughs> is that what's going Give what's me going presents. On? I don't know, you could like curtsy. Or like... <laughs> really good. Okay. Well, Great. I will uh, put that on the to-do list, Loran. Uh, Maybe I'll one. You have a list? Okay, on the list, okay. You yeah. Have a list? Yeah. So with uh, Cody and, and Norman have kind of made their way to the back area towards the Chancellor's rooms. What are the rest of the group doing at this point? I'm going to join <coughs> in the dance. You're going to join in the, uh, the, the <laughs> dance. Oh I've God. never seen this before. This is kind of cool. Um, 
So you all, the remainder of the people that are left there watch us as Ogin's little Wolverine form starts to kind of just jig and just like move around, dance around the air. Uh, Jigging Goliath like she's like a well, amazing. she's like a weeping and she's like <laughs> she's like she's stuff. bleeding and stuff and there's, there's still blood pouring from her wounds and she's the look of terror and and <laughs> like it's like she's pleading for somebody to kill her as the little Wolverine just like... does a little jig around her. Just, I love how she was pleading for people to kill her. Yeah. I thought she was dancing. But she's not saying anything. Just the look of pure terror on her face because this is not something that would be. This is not second nature to a female Goliath. She just I'm knows more. She looks like Mel Gibson's Michael Valley. <laughs> can we, Wayne, can we knock her out then? Ah, uh, leave her be. Uh, <laughs> but Ogan is just like, just around her, like she's some kind of maypole. Music like it's being a... played. Like, so. Ogan is the maypole. Yeah. Aratir and Loran, what are you doing at this point? I'm still playing for Ogan, I fucking guess. Okay, so um, uh, Norman and Codine have hightailed it after your man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, enough of that. How do we move this forward? Like, I assume you lot gesturing at the Council of Fucking Idiots. On the days. Um, That's, the name of the um, That's what I call huh? you. The name of the episode, The Council of Fucking Idiots. <laughs> a bad fucking name. <laughs> um, I so, think we've established that we are not the bad guys. Duh. Um, Arthur, are you are you sta- are you are you still in the same place? Have you moved anywhere? I've moved a little bit closer to the Council of Idiots. As you move closer to the Council of Idiots, um Councillor Ricks. <laughs> Three, four, four of the four of the towns, the city guards move forward, and one of them picks up the battle axe of the former or the Goliath, and moves forward. The four of them stand in front of you. Really. And, and then kneel, and oh, offer no. you the battle axe, and then put. We their, are the lords of the dance. <laughs> put their, Put their hands across their chest like this and bow their head. And it's like, We welcome you, Captain. Command us. Make them dance! (laughs) Make them dance! And they hold up the battle axe in front of you. Thorinax Blood moves forward. He's like, He's like, he looks around and he's not so much confused and he's just trying to take everything in. And it's now that you realize that within the council, Thorin seems to be the more commanding and pretty much the leader of them even though right. you're aware of, of who Swift and the Claude the Sky are um, he seems to be leading the council at this particular juncture um, okay. and he just kind of nods at you and he's like that is tradition for those who inflict and conquer the captain of the gods within the city of Terrace Moor are given the option to take up their mantle. And from what everyone saw here today, you very ably, with the help of your colleagues, of course, and he kind of nods toward Loran, who's still... (laughs) um, You bested her in combat, and her weapon is yours. Are we the kings now? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, we need to have a conversation about that as well. <laughs> oh, we the king now. He Jeez, didn't say some, no. That's <laughs> from uh, from from hospital. That's a real stunner of one. Um, so, like, he just kind of like he doesn't answer Loran at all. He just kind of looks gruffly at the group and uh, kind of doesn't kind of give anything away at that point when when you start asking, "Are we the kings now?" Um, but who can I marry to become a king now? You're not answering me. <laughs> he kind of moves forward. And are you still playing your thing? Yeah. For Ogan, it's like Ogan's having must, fun. We must have a separate and private conversation about the land of kings within the city of Terrasmoor. We cannot have this conversation in front of all these subjects, one might say. Is that to me or to Loran? To Loran, because Loran keeps asking about the kings. Because um, he, you know, he's taking all of this quite seriously. Like, even though there is a lot of revelment and weirdness, he seems yeah. to be a very straight-laced, serious individual. Um, yeah. The guards are kind of still kneeling in front of you, offering up the battle axe. Uh, I take it. Okay. You can now add to your inventory a berserker battle axe. Nice. Berserk. Excuse me. Excuse me. Who are you saying excuse me to? Torin. Torin, yeah. Yes. You said her and her, her, her friends did this. Well, yes. So where's my present? <laughs> <laughs> the law is the one who has administered the most harm or... I can finish her off right now, if you want. The gods have chosen their leader. Is anyone else more impressed that Loran can play her thing with just one hand? Because she his, raised one hand. His, 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 his. Sorry, my bad. Miranda yeah. dude. Um, I know. Forgot. Um, okay. So. Well, he's impressive if he can play it one hand. Um, the guards have chosen. The guards seem to have chosen who they want to be the captain of, of them as such. They've offered up the battle axe to Aratir, and Aratir has accepted. Um Torrin kind of looks at Loran. Oh no, the axe is cursed. What? The axe is cursed. Yeah. Um, Torrin kind of looks to Loran. Is like, if you wish to challenge your colleague for the captainship of the gods, that is more I than. Don't want, no, 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 no! You're not listening. I don't want to be a captain. I just want a nice thing like she got. Oh, um, he kind of looks a bit confused at this point and looks at kind of the claw of the sky and Swift and Swift is still kind of looking a bit bemused by the whole thing um, the claw kind of just waves one of her kind of talent hands and it's like we can arrange payment if you wish of an item or gold or whatever for your deeds and help in this situation well yes that is what I'm saying all will be arranged and she kind of okay. like as if she just yeah um we're now going to switch to, like, like that's still going on. We're going to switch to Cody and Norman for a second. Um, Norman, you. Can you just do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Norman and uh, Co- Norman is kind of ahead of Cody at this point because uh, Norman had kind of made his Best made his way out there during during the fight. Um, Norman, you kind of are you moving through the corridors t- 
kind of following the general direction you think he might have gone? Yeah, I'm like looking through rooms, just kind of uh, poking my head in just to see if there's any signs. Um, the, Mur- murmuring threateningly the whole time. There's, <laughs> there's, there's the corridor that you, you had been down here previously, obviously you'd been brought back this way. And there aren't really many rooms off the, corridor, the stone corridor that's there. You find one or two storage spaces and that's it. You make your way down and you find yourself at the open door of the High Chancellor's uh, study and library. Um, and it seems to be empty. Um, there are the, the previously when you'd been here, there was a lot of maps and a lot of scrolls piled high on his desk. A lot of that's been now tossed to one side, and there's uh, some of the drawers are open. Um, and you notice then, roll a perception check actually. Roll a perception check. One. That's, <laughs> that's all you see. Oh no. Um, you're kind of looking around the room, and about two minutes later, then Cody comes barreling in through the door. Boom. So Cody is just behind you as you're standing there kind of looking around the room for any hint of the High Chancellor. Uh, is he here? Um, you roll a perception check. Yeah, no, that was me asking. Uh, uh, no oh, okay. One, but, uh, that's okay, I'll roll a perception check. Oh, shit! That's a one. I've got a plus four, which gives us a five, but it's a nat one. Jesus. Um, again, you, like you turn, you look at Norman. You ask the question. You look around. You don't see anything in particular yourself. You just see what he sees. It's a table that was, you, like to you, it just like it's a table that's covered in parchment and paper. Uh, some of it thrown on the floor. Um, you don't really see much else. Okay. Um, so it's pretty much just some sundry furniture and piles of paper. Yeah, maps and things and. Um, declarations and or you know stock orders and stuff like that. There's not much. This, this is lucky for him it, or you if you're in here somewhere concealed. I've had a very long and angry day. I have rage. I need to take out. I'm going to start with your stuff. Um, so uh, I'm going to uh, cast uh, create bonfire on uh, the desk and okay. the piles of papers. Um. <laughs> That just happens instantly. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's an at will. Cody, yeah. you look and you see Norman just flicks his hand and the whole desk just in a swirl of flame just goes up and the heat is like emanating off it as it all just catches fire like a tinderbox. So I have uh, Norman-related expectations for things, so I'm not as surprised as maybe I would have been had someone else done it. But um, yeah, so I'm uh, looking around and I say to Norman, have you been in here before you knew to come here? Uh, it's, well, we've been uh, been here before for sure, but um, I just, uh, he, he seemed pretty easily overwhelmed. So I figured this would be the first place he'd go. Um, yeah. There's probably some kind of hidey place, some little hole that he's got crawled into until we leave. Which, by the way, I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I'm going to mooch around the walls as well. I I, I, I figured, uh, I say to Norman that, that uh, I figured he'd come here too. I, I, he's not going to, I didn't think he'd make it too hard for us, but uh, yeah. now that he hasn't got his bodyguard, I'd say he's going to be secreted somewhere so I'm gonna have a mooch around in here away yeah. from 
bonfire area. The bonfire is pretty, like his whole desk is on fire. All the parchment, the, the floor is starting to catch fire, but there's a carpet there that's kind of taking. So the, the fire is starting to spread. All um, right. And if you want to do an investigation, if both of you want to investigate anything here, both of you can roll together. Uh, you can roll individually as an investigation check, or one of you can roll with advantage. It's up to yourselves. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm more, I'm more set on starting fires, so uh, let's just say that, uh, yeah, uh, Cody can roll, and uh, I'll help by burning away the stuff in the way. Okay. okay. So I, I'll take that as you rolling with advantage, so roll investigation twice and take the higher score. Okay, well, the first score is 23, and the second score is 19, so I'll take okay, the 23. That's, quite hard. that's good. Um, you are quickly rummaging through, but even in your speed, um, your deft fingers manage to kind of open up drawers, and there's a few locks that you pick, and quickly, just because they were barely locked, they were just like, you pull the drawer and it opened. Um, you start to find different pieces of parchment um, pertaining to Breston, um, information that is dated before you went there information that is talking about infestation and um, talking about um kind of tar- turning the townsfolk that type of stuff it's all like it's it's locked away it's it's hidden quite well but with that higher roll you find it quick enough and um, particularly okay. with the room burning around you i'm gonna put it away norman are you intent on staying here is this safe could you survive this if it kept going like this well <laughs> probably not but um you wanna? Well, I'm. I was sort. Of, I was sort of hoping for. I was sort of hoping for him. I was kind of hoping for him. But you know what? Actually, at this stage, it's pretty. He's gonna either I'll get him or the smoke will. So, uh, either way, I I win. So yeah, let's let's get out of here. Um, as the fire spreads, you notice it is starting to curl up around the back wall, where that portrait of what is grand, where his grandfather hung, and the portrait catches fire and falls and drops. And as it falls, it's quite a large portrait. You're talking like A1 um, size. So it just fa- it starts to burn, tilt and fall and drops off the, off the thing. This frame shattering on the ground, revealing a, an open an open kind of tunnel area behind the portrait. You were right, Norman. You were right. You want to head for that? It's the whole area around this now is on fire. I cast Prestidigitation and snuff it out. Hey! Hey! So literally Norman just flicks his finger and the whole fire just... And you feel part of the oxygen being sucked out of the room and you kind of catch your breath ever so slightly as the whirl and the the swirl of the fire and the smoke all... And and it's gone. And it's just steaming heaps of ash and and charred walls are left there. Um, The heat still emanating. Some of the rocks in the walls are starting to glow orange from the heat. Um, half, most of half the room has been completely burnt um, and you can still feel the heat kind of like as if you have a, a quick tan across the front of your face uh, Norman your skin is starting to feel quite tight that's normal yeah. <laughs> um, so you're left there with a smoking pot, charred pile of documents the remains of the desk the remains of a chair um, burnt kind of tapestries the, the kind of the, the remnants of what that painting was in the frame and then what looks like uh, a tunnel that's leading it's kind of ha- not to, like one turret up the wall and then it kind of seems to go somewhere it's like it's all dark you can't really see past it 60 feet of your dark vision well i sure hope this is a dead end <laughs> you want to go find out i do um 
Uh, well, we probably. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to wait for the others. I don't, I don't even. Want it. I didn't even want to wait for you necessarily. Well, you didn't. Um, I that's didn't. true. I didn't. So yeah. actually, I'm going to just go in there and hope they catch up. Okay. I yeah. I don't want him to get further away. No. Uh, I'd like to let everybody know what we did, but I think this is going to be a clue. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Actually, that I think. I think at least one of them might figure it out. Maybe Aratir. The other probably, two probably, probably not, but Aratir. I think Aratir will, will cop it. Okay, I'm going to leave something. We're going to head down there then, and uh, give me just a second. I am going to uh, drop, I have a candle. I'm going to drop a crowbar and a candle right here in this passageway to let Aratir know that we've come down here. They turn up and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, what's happened? I got turned into a crowbar and a candle! <laughs> it's Laurel, sorcery! Like, up the candle like, oh, Norman, what's happened? <laughs> my, candle, my candle obviously is not a regular, like, it's kind of a fancy beeswax candle, so I'm hoping... Who's my uh, candle? Aratir Who's my candle when he's at home? What's his character sheet? My candle, uh, my candle is uh, a composer, but uh, <laughs> uh, um, Aratir will recognize that it's ornate, and Ogan will know by the smell that it was mine. So, okay, that should be good. Oh, so this, I'm gonna uh, get like, wait, 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 wait to tell Aratir and Ogan what to expect. This smells like codeine. Oh, yes, this is very, this is a very intricate candle. She definitely left it here. Yes, like. I know that like candles have like special scents. It's super weird that they made a codeine scented one. <laughs> it's made, yeah, it's, ma it's from, made from her own earwax. I got it from Goop. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. oh. oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you all want it. Shut up. Okay, don't smell that. <laughs> no, no. Look at my look at my Goop chair. Even. Talk about going, <laughs> <coughs> talk about going down a tunnel. Jesus. So empowered. Um, right, now. Um, right. So, codeine and Norman clamber up and vanish down the dark open area in the wall and trying really hard not to say tunnel now yeah <laughs> they drop down into it and the chasm leaving their fellow group behind to deal with the aftermath of what that battle is and Aratir now been Aratir now been made captain of the guards of Taris Moore Ogan still dancing around the Goliath <laughs> a weeping Goliath <laughs> while Aran is wondering what kind of treasure lies ahead of him for his deftly <laughs> deeds and we are going to take a break and we will see you afterwards <laughs> hey. Aran yeah. you can ask for something expensive or something you don't already have Ooh, uh, well, I don't trust ghosts, so... Okay. You can ask for ghosts? <laughs> after the break, awesome! After the break, we will announce the winner of the Chronicles of Alexandria art book, and we will also give you the questions to answer, well, probably one question, and we'll pick two winners for the hmm. Explorers Guide to Wild Mount. No, that's it. My, my video is mirrored. The Explorers Guide to Wild Mount and the Descent to Avernus. Um, that is coming up after the break. We want to say thank you to Dublin City Comics for their continual sponsorship for those prizes. Um, yeah. Whopper. Um, definitely go check them out. Check out their website. Also, also, and I can't remember if we announced this on the last episode of Rain, but up at that point, but they now have their brand new Gundam and Coffee, <gasps> yes, uh, coffee shop in the city centre. I've, I've had been, the coffee. 
Yeah, I don't so have I. Do, but I've had the coffee and it's nice. I, I, I have done both. Uh, I have done Looks both out of this coffee. World. I have done both the coffee and I have done both the the Gundam. Um, so, um, yeah. Oh, crap. I'm falling over. So, uh, plastic crack, as some people call it. Yeah. So yes, thank you so much to Dublin City Comics. Go check them out. Check out their website at dublincitycomics.ie, and also check out uh, Gundam and Coffee or Coffee and Gundam. Coffee and Gundam is what it's called. Um, you can also you can actually order the Gundam from Coffee and Gundam through the dublincitycomics.ie website. So we are going to go take a break, you have some lunch through the Dublin City Comics website. You can't, and I wish you could because the coffee they have is really nice. Um, it's, co- it's called I'd Cosmic like, Coffee. It's really cool. Um, I'd like if they became Dublin City Comics on Collectibles and Coffee. That'd be good. good. With condoms and knuckles. And knuckles. Um, Turbo edition. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to take a break, have some food, and we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Howdy, folks! Welcome back after the break. Um, we've all just we've all been watered and fed, and we are going to kick straight into our giveaway for this beautiful tome of the Chronicles of Alexandria. Uh, thanks to Dublin City Comics, um, our continuing sponsors. Um, this is a gorgeous, gorgeous book, and it can be yours um, if you have answered the um, simple question and posted it on the YouTube channel and also shared the video on social media, which everyone that has entered has done. So I would like, um, let me see now. Ogan, can you roll a D10 for me, please? Um, yeah, I roll. Ogan in true form has rolled a D20 because he doesn't know what dice are. <laughs> and I got an 11. So, uh, no, 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 that's fine. No, I, that's okay. That actually, that's, that's fine. So that works out because I'm looking here at the list. The winner of the Chronicles of Alexandria, is Vixen Ninetales. Um, so congratulations, Vixen Ninetales. I will seek you on social media um, and we will get your details off you and this will go to you in the post uh, ASAP. Okay, um, so congratulations. So that's that, that's yours. I'm gonna pop that over there nice and safe. Um, next up we have the giveaway. So this is a dual giveaway. So there's gonna be two winners in this. So we have the Explorer, the Descent of Davernus and the Explorer's Go to Wildmount. All right, they're two different prizes. We're gonna have two winners. And the question is very simple. If you've been paying attention to this particular episode, what was the name of the ax that Aratir received after beating down the Goliath with the help of Loran and her fellow adventurers uh, that was given to Loran, sorry, given to Aratir by the guards. What is the name of the axe? Um, so you need to post the answer in the uh, comments below. You need to uh, share the video on social media, tagging Irish podcast, be it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Uh, and that will enter you into the competition. And uh, there will be two winners next month. Um, on episode 13 because this is episode 12 yes it is episode 12 um, so you will either win a copy of the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount or a copy of Baldur's Gate Descent into Darkness D&D source books they can be yours by answering that simple question um, so what was the name of the axe great axe that was given to Aratir after she was given the charge of being captain of the guards of Terrasmoor well now onwards and upwards uh, let me get rid of that uh, don't need that 
Where we left off, Cody and Norman have vanished down into what seems to be the escape route of the High Chancellor, um, Argerman Carrick Black III. Uh, he has hightailed it after leaving his Goliath bodyguard and captain, a former captain of the guards, to basically attack the group, or initially Das's Trevelyan, and they bested her by Loran basically taking the loot out and charming the crap out of her while the rest of them had already beaten the shit. Mostly Arthur had beaten the shit over. So, Norman and Cody, you have made your way down the dark passageway. Um, mm-hmm. leaving behind a crowbar and a highly decorative candle at the entrance to make the group aware of that is where you've gone. Two things from the alphabetical uh, that I uh, came across. Okay. That's straight out of the book of uh, adventuring. When you're taught adventuring, if you put down the candle and the crowbar, group members went that way. Candle and crowbar is the name of the <laughs> sign for... What was that, Cody? Like, that's as well known as doing this. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. like, oh, candle and crowbar. No, that means... <laughs> well, candle, that means candle they and levitate crowbar. up and they're about to attack. You know, yeah. Yeah, it was candle and crowbar. In the cave with the candle and crowbar. Yeah. Cody, what does the candle and crowbar mean? You're trying to tell us that. Oh, is the name of my metal band back in Hendricks Point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before you went adventuring as a rogue, you were <clears throat> yeah. You were the lead, yeah. the lead triangle player in the. Candle See, if you had told me that at the start of the adventure, we could have been friends. <laughs> See, but now that now that we when we find them, does that mean that you've you've told us you've gone back to do a bit of music and we've got to go to a party? Oh yeah, it. she's gone home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was. That was <laughs> that was just a bit. That was a bit. We called them bits. Kim just did a no, bit. No, it's canon. It's canon. You said it. Canon now. It's written in stone. Um, so, Cody well. and Norman have vanished down the escape route. We are going back to the main banquet hall where Aratir is um, basically not so much surrounded, but in front of Aratir now, there are a small selection of guards numbering in about 10 or 12, kind of all eagerly looking towards their new captain of the guard. Loran, you have received from the council, you have received a bag of 300 gold and a large, uh, a medium-sized diamond as part of payment for your incessant nagging of why you haven't been given anything for doing something good. Um, Yeah. Ogan, uh, if, depending on what Ogan wants to do here, if the Goliath is still dancing, what is Ogan doing? Um, well, I'll, I'll dance for a bit, but, you know, it's kind of tiring, so I think I might have a nap unless we're going to, um, where, what are we doing, anything? Like, hmm, I would like to have that conversation about becoming kings. So the, um, Goliath is now in a in a pretty highly emotional state because <laughs> they have been made to do something that they are not accustomed to for a, quite a long period of time now. They've been going on near close to half an hour dancing uh, on the spot and continuing to bleed from the mm-hmm. wounds. They are oh, looking quite God. weak and sallow in the face. You can see that there is some color drained from their pallor. Um, and the council are kind of looking to say, like, Thorne is like, Surely you might want to let her go in some stage. She she obviously is not going to put up a fight. We can easily restrain her given our number now. Um, 
do you want to continue to make this individual pay and dance on the spot? I am not making her do anything. My command has been cast. I am not physically holding her there. There's nothing you can do to make her stop. Oh, there is. <laughs> yes. Um, I the... think she's suffered enough. Yeah, she's, she's actually not good at this dancing thing from what I can get. Yeah, maybe she needs I to get better. Stop. She probably needs a bit more practice. Let's leave her. And she's just like, you see, she's just, she's just like, oh, oh. She, she is starting to look pained as, as, as the energy is being zapped from her body. Um, the, the guards have kind of, are not so much standing expectantly near you, Aratir, but they're kind of looking towards you for, for some form of, of notification that you are willing to undertake the role of captain. And the council are kind of are now kind of moving down towards where you're standing and uh, Tarn is conversing with Loran while Swift and Claw of the Sky have made their way towards you uh, and are kind of like looking over at the at the still dancing Goliath and we're worryingly looking at the Goliath and also looking at you expectantly say Swift kind of pipes and is like is this a task you're willing to undertake? What does the task entail? Well, he kind of looks sheepishly to his side. You would be captain of the guard. You would, you would be in charge of, of, of the security of the city. Um, you would have the entire, what was formerly the king's guard, at your command. They would be yours to charge with the peace. Do I have to take this position up immediately? We we are just a, a temporary council put in place to fill a vacuum, and right now, and handling the policing of the of the city and everything that entails would be quite an undertaking for us to try and shop around. Um, for all her failings, uh, Ceres was the captain of the guard for a very long time. Clearly she was under the influence of the High Chancellor but and chose to strike at this moment. But we we need somebody to keep calm and keep peace. And without a leader, the guards will... They're running around like headless chickens, really. Um... You know, Trevelyan's been very fucking quiet throughout all of this, hasn't he? Well, he did. He, he is standing kind of off to the side, and he's kind of looking around him. Uh, he is—he isn't really speaking directly to anyone after giving his little speech about the current state of the universe. Um, he, so here, Trevelyan, you're like this. It doesn't belong here. We don't belong here. We don't belong. Whatever. So. I mean, Aritia, is there any point of you taking this job if all this is going to be zapped back into where it's supposed to be? Like, is, is, this, is this going to be an extremely temporary position? Will we even survive being zapped back where we're supposed to be? Is this really priority? We're really sort of looking for an intern. <laughs> <laughs> Trevelyan steps forward and he's like, he kind of like nods. He's like, we completely understand your you know, reservations you may have to be engaged in any of this, given the, uh, the worry of finality. But 
this particular city does have a place. It is, it is part of the realm it was once in. It just was supplanted, was uprooted and planted here. You know, it, 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 in its entire section, it's like they cut a large portion of the world and moved it elsewhere. As it is, this city has thrived and, 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 and continued on throughout all of this and hopefully will continue once so all of this if, is done. If it's all doing so well, why do we have to put it back? Are we not just... Clearly it isn't doing so. He kind of looks a bit kind of like bemused by this. He's, he's looking at you going, you do realise that Kuval isn't going to stop until he, he has complete control and has, has, is ruling over everything. Has... Yeah, but I feel like that kind of thing can happen no matter where you are in this universe. A-C-A-B, you know? But if, if we... Uh, All we, Kovals are bastards. <laughs> he, he kind of like, you, I, if, if, if we stop him, we are able to put it back to where it was. Take it from this realm of darkness and control and put it back in its original place, its rightful place, and right the wrongs that we and my now defunct party were unfortunately witness to and partially so, responsible for. This is all kind of your fault and you picked us to solve your problems. Yeah, we've, we've kind of done a good job so far. Mm. Well, we're still <laughs> um, he's like, I will be honest. And he kind of moves in. Could you not have picked a better group? You are what? not my first choice. You I'd weren't. be interested to see how far down that <laughs> list we are. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> you are. You are. We're not even on the list. You are the. <laughs> so you are the eighth attempt. I like that word. Their attempt. So, have the other seven groups just been fucking killed then? To shreds, you say. <laughs> to shreds, you say. <laughs> uh, he kind of you, for the first time in. in and forever, um, you look at the at, at uh, Dacius, and he looks quite sheepish. He 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 is um, he's kind of looking. His eyes are darting between you. I was like, um, we have attempted to stop Koval before, and uh, and failed, it, obviously. So yeah, you think it's perfectly okay to just group together these innocent people who've done who've had no input in this bullshit in their entire lives and decide that, yeah, they're going to fix all my problems. Fuck that. Innocent is a curious word. Innocent and like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I see, I completely understand your annoyance, but... What are you doing to fix this? Well, now that I'm free from my <clears throat> prison, I can at least help you. Um, you have greater firepower now that you have me. And we, we can at least attempt to stop Koval before he turns everyone into his mindless horde of crystalline creatures. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like for that not to happen. Um, I'm kind of liking not being a crystalline creature. Um, I, I mean, I understand. It's, your, it's, it's for the greater good of this realm. It's for the greater good of everyone living here. Never been a, great, a good kind of guy, but okay. Um... You don't say. <laughs> you might be. You might. If we do it, you might be that that king thing you want to be. No, no. Like, because I don't want to have to work for it. I want to just be it. Well, so far, everything we've been doing hasn't felt like work. Well, 
like so you said that this city was displaced so is it is it also like the surrounding areas like not, are my mom not, and dad not, from this plane not, or a different plane not this city this entire world this right like, yeah this realm this the the, the the islands like the 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 far reaches this entire world does not belong here and and yes you you don't belong here you are not from this plane of existence so I, yeah that's I know that guy with guns talking where is my house <laughs> relative to all of this? Where are my mommy and daddy? Are they in this plane? No, they are not. And did I kill them in this one as well? I didn't kill them. Never killed oh, them. They're still so alive. Sorry, sorry. For now. Well, they could have been um, old uh, Yeah, old age maybe, but you don't know they're you, still alive. You were brought here by uh, uh, you were brought here by a creature. Um, you escaped from. The, the clutches of the husband um, yes I he, he he was not of this realm as well and and the That's fabric ar- around this world is quite thin and allowed for your escape to here where I found you um, right your your involvement in all of this why do you have fulfilled your debt to me from here on in is entirely voluntary oh oh that's good but i'm out but the problem is you cannot return to your home plane until we rid the world of kruval and his influence he controls the key he controls where is he where's this kruval fella we were led to believe he was here. Wasn't he in Coding's house? Was that that guy? Have you encountered oh, him? Oh, him! Maybe. The guy with the long hair. Maybe. He was a dark elf, a necromancer. Yeah, that's him. Oh, this guy just had long hair and was really, really, really up his own bum. Can yeah, he was kind of into it. Didn't like him. Did he give you... Did he lead you to believe he had the control over the dead? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. At this point, Darcius looks troubled. He looks, he's, he's like worried, troubled. Like he's trying to, he's not so much grasping at straws here trying to convince you to, to help him in any way, but he's definitely reeling from the news that you actually have already encountered this individual. If it is, if it is that guy, he's not, he's not a good, good bloke. He brought the corpses back to life and, you know, made us fight them and we barely got out alive. Are you going to say he's going to do more of that stuff? He was very extra, very impressive. He he is an impressive individual and quite um, powerful. He has control over the dead and with the ally he now has in this lesser god, they have the ability to infect the living and turn them against their own this red crystal, this red rot that has infected the land, is his weapon. And my party fell to it. Um, it was the reason and the catalyst for all of this being torn into this realm. And it is what he uses to pull forth other creatures that he wishes to control, like your friend Norman, who mm-hmm. 
was Chandler. was accidentally pulled here as part of a side yeah, effect of a ritual. Not um, too happy about that. You, I sense, and he kind of reaches his hand out ever so slightly, and you kind of see him close his eyes a second. And he, as his eyes are still closed, he points towards your kind of knapsack, Laurent. Mm-hmm. You carried a tome of summoning with you. You clearly came to me, Norman and Ogan came to me through the portal in the Black Asylum. Yeah. And you discovered that tome of summoning mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And you have it upon your person. I can sense its power. Yeah. Some magazines we have. The books are like <laughs> Oh, yes, there's magazines. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he kind of like, he, he starts kind of like, you see him kind of calculating in his head that very tome you have is the summoning spell that brought your friend here. Right. Somebody Can we in... use it to reach that fellow that, what's his name, the bad man? Dillis Kuval. Kuval. Can we use it to contact him in any way, summon him? It is not a, it's not a communication. It's not something that you can pull somebody. He is on this plane of existence. That is used to pull somebody from a different plane of existence here. Your colleague and companion was merely caught up in something much bigger and was pulled here through the use of that tome by somebody who was not experienced, mm-hmm. who did not know what they were doing. One of one of Koval's acolytes. Right. Um, right now, we need to regroup. This High Chancellor was under his spell, it seems. And we this here, this city is... Rock and roll. <laughs> this city is his target. Was he it is... Codeine Bank? Did they build a city? <laughs> With crowbars and wax. Um, <laughs> so, it's at this point then you notice, as you look around, as you're talking, Helleran and Ogan, actually, an hour here, the three of you roll a perception check for me, please. Let's see if I keep it. Let's see how badly this goes. Six. Eleven. Six, Eleven. Seventeen. Seventeen. Aratir uh, uh, is the only, because Loran is engaged with uh, Dacius Trevelyan, asking the questions, and uh, and uh, Ogan is still kind of sniffing and dancing a jig around the very <laughs> now weak Goliath, who is pretty much about to faint and still dance at the same time. Um, you notice, uh, Aratir, that Cody and Norman are not with you. They're gone. Um, they're not there. And Dacius is now saying, we need to regroup and we need to make plans. Um, and as soon as you right. notice that, as soon as he says that, the Goliath collapses on the ground out cold. But her legs still moving. She won't be much use. Her legs are twitching ever so slightly. She just the odd, the odd, and kind of like the twitch as as it moves, as the body. Moran, what would would you mind um, turning off your charm there? I think she's had enough. Thing is, uh, she's out cold now. So if I tell her to stop, she won't hear me. Yeah. Ah. I, don't, I think the charm does the charm disengage if the after person eight hours. Uh, but is it does it disengage after the person goes unconscious? I do not believe there's a rule for that. I don't yeah, know. Don't I'm think not sure if that is. comes up often. No, I don't think it does that often. But I think I think most spells when a when a person goes unconscious, that type of thing, 
it does get disengaged. I did say until I tell her to stop. You did, so, you did. So we'll, we'll leave the body twitch for now. It isn't much use to it at this point. Um, so, Loran, is there anything else you want to ask? Is there anything else you want to talk about with Dacius, with the groups, with the High Council? Um, right, uh, Dacius, you were in that room locked up, yeah? I, I was, yes. Did Cabal put you there? He captured me and put me there, yes. Okay. Do you know how we can contact him? Or get his attention? Because um, I think you would be very good bait in this situation. Me? Is all I'm saying. I... And it, you see, Dacius all of a sudden deflates. The, the facade of this powerful sorcerer drops and he looks deflated and he plonks himself down in one of the High Council's chairs. Um, one, well, a, a Swift's chair. And Swift kind of looks up and gives him a look. Gives it, he's like, my fucking chair. Um, <laughs> he kind of puts his head in his hands and he's like, I came here to find out where he is. I came here to challenge this High Counselor. And yeah, but think about it. He must have had a good reason for locking you up in that room. He must have really not wanted you out. So if we basically like wave into the uh, into the void, like, ha-ha, we let your friend out, come get him, he'll probably show up. Well, we need to figure out where he is. He, I, I was under the impression he was here. My energies and my senses told me it was this place. And what uh, are they telling you now? That... And he kind of pauses for a second. He's he's not here. And any lead that we had left with the High Council, High Chancellor. Or he could have been that guy that was accusing us to be magpies. Yeah, and also... You didn't disclose any of this when we got here. If you had have acted quickly when we actually got here and went to the High Chancellor and been like, okay, we wouldn't be in this situation. You just step up your game. I've been telling you guys. You Like, the the the, the tongue lashing that he's getting really seems to be affecting him. You, like, mm. of all the versions of Tassius that you've seen, the, they all seem to have a certain arrogant kind of air to them. This now, like, Dacius Prime, he just seems like he's been found out. Like, he isn't the all-powerful. He isn't something that can solve all the issues, and that's why he re- he seems to be relying on you. Um, Was he bullied by the other dragons? <laughs> Aww. He, he kind of leans forward. He's like, I am begging you for your help. I don't know where he is. I'm sorry for misleading you. I'm sorry for sending you on the quest that you've been sent on. And I'm sorry you've been wrapped up in all of this. But you have to understand, if we don't stop him, we are all dead. He does not care. My guess, if I was to guess, he is with his his armies. Whatever this rot is, be it up north in Breston, where the source seems to be coming from for this particular attack, or somewhere close by. He is nearby. He's 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 definitely nearby. If not in the city, he's he's somewhere. And is that bullshit? Um, 
Roll an insight check to see if you think he's bullshitting. Could be the greatest actor ever. <laughs> Just around for all of us. Give me a second. Anyone that wants to roll insight on him here can roll insight on him. So it's Ogan, Aratir. Unbelievable. Sorry, I didn't turn my tablet back on. It just That's went cool. quiet on me. Um, boop, boop, boop. Insight, where's that? Okay. I got you nine. Nine, okay. <laughs> what did you get, Loran? 20, but not a nap. Ooh. Um, he seems to be extremely truthful and extremely regretful for everything that's happened. Um, like he, the, re- the remorse definitely seems to be real. Does, does, does Loran let us know that that's what she has gleaned? He has gleaned. He has gleaned. Um, Loran kind of looks at Trevelyan. He's like, she said you're begging for our help. I'm at that stage of desperation, yes. Show it. Oh my god. How? This is the second time this has happened oh, to shit, him. Oh shit, I forgot! <laughs> I did that as well. <laughs> I was so yes. He uh, kind of... He, he, you see you see the kind of the, the, the quick like moment of, rec- of recognition of remembering back to when he was already asked this by Norman but he's like say that you're a stupid butthead who made all these problems happen and that you <laughs> can't fix them yeah oh that's me he kind of looks at everyone and you now look and you know around as you turn around you notice that everyone is trained on this situation even this the crowds that have gathered that are still there the guards that are now kind of flanking our tier the, the council um, and as you look over, you see Thorin Axblood has got the widest fucking grin on his face as he finds this hilarious. Um, the claw of the sky is just passive and Swift is just confused as fuck. Um, so you're a stinky butthead who makes big mistakes and can't fix them. Um, I... Uh, uh, I am a stinky butthead. That, oh. you know, you're not really making me want to help you. All right, all right, all right. I am a stinky butthead who makes mistakes. And I, what was the rest? Can't <laughs> fix them. And I, and I can't fix them. Are you happy? I mean, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, he he just looks like. Looks about ten times smaller than he usually is at this point. Kind of hunkered in the chair. Right. So let's summon the evil man and find him, and um, I don't know what happens. Um, I've got a curious question. <clears throat> what is the name of the god that he's in league with? Yes, yeah, Sash. That you know, you mentioned that there's more than one god. I have no idea what god is, but oh, sorry, we know except for Norman. But you should know this other god's name. I do. Um, it is well. The god's name itself is Srenik the Sharp. It is a. Can I make a lore check? Or it's not. Lore? It's we don't have lore here. It's do we have? you can. We can make. Do you want to make a lore check on whether you recognize it? 
Yeah, I, I just realized that lore isn't a thing in D and D. I'm not used to the system. You, uh, can, what... uh, you can do an, ar an Arcana check or a History check if you want. Uh, um, let's make it. Uh, they're both the same for me. So I'll yeah. just. There used to be religion checks. No. There are there are there is religion as well. Um, it's not exactly that, so it's still six. Six. You, it doesn't really jog a memory with you, but um, kind of, Thassius is kind of like, it starts to kind of go into the explanation. Stranic the Shop is a lesser god, a an entity made of crystal, generally seen in the guise of a giant spider. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, Does that ring any bells? Yeah. It is a creature that infects and plants its for a better use, for a better word, its eggs within living creatures that then burst forth and consume the host, turning them into a crystalline entity, mindless, susceptible to command. That sounds like my husband. <laughs> I mean, he's probably not, but, you know. Um, that was Breston, wasn't it? That was in Breston. You saw there was different things. In that, that type of stuff. Norman Norman found uh, egg sacs. Did he tell us? Mm. No. No. Okay. Right. So you're, so you're not aware that. of that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The only other person that was aware of it was Talazar. Um. Actually, question. I have this. Um. Because I took the weird fang bottle from Valak's gaff yeah. with like theory stuff. It's like, could you take a look at that? I don't know what he's using for it, but that basically like influences people. Um, Dacius kind of reaches out his bony fingers and takes the, the vial and kind of switches it about. You, you, you know the way you worship, you can worship, well, from what Norman was saying, you can worship gods. Yeah. Um, if... And you take, do you take on, like, if we worship Norman, would we start, like, smelling a lot? And no. that nice smells? No, because no. when he's not in a body, he doesn't smell like that. But, we, oh, okay. No, it just kind of, because you said crystals and the things around here look like yeah. crystals, no, so are they worshipping, like, people would worship Norman? But, okay, I'm wrong. No worries. Um, Darcy is kind of as uncorked the bottle and is sniffing it and is like, mm, and kind of swirling it about. He's like, if I'm not mistaken, this is a concoction made from um, Siren's essence. Oh, yeah, that makes uh, sense. That evil stuff. I wasn't there for that bit. Um, it creates... Yes, as you would say, it, would, it makes people susceptible to command. Um, but it's of a different different kind of level of... of um, kind of control it's it's this is essence milked and taken from sirens and then mixed with different concoctions to make something yeah i stayed was, upstairs when they were dealing with that whole um, thing so he kind of offers it back to you um, yeah thanks kind of at this point um thorin axe blood steps forward it's like my dice my dice one is not scottish might i suggest that we um move this conversation into closed chambers away from the public eye for now. Um, I agree. While all of this has gone on, we have had quite the audience and I do believe we need to discuss things further elsewhere in 
private chambers. All right. Oh. Yeah. He kind of points off to the right-hand side of the of the banquet hall to a door on the side and gestures towards everyone uh, and nods at a couple of the guards, nods at Aratir and the three council members and yourselves and Dacius are ushered into the room. As and you're brought into kind of through a corridor and down a kind of a long decorative corridor and then down a, a flight of stairs and into a larger room. Um, that's decorated with desks, chairs, a couple of couches, cushions, there's paintings on the wall and stuff like that. As you're brought in, you take your seats and you relax, you sit down. I'm going to cut to Norman and Cody. Mm-hmm. Okay? Cool. Um, Norman and Cody, you've been traveling down this pathway now for about 20 minutes or so. And um, got a drink. Yeah, you're starting to see a bit of light up ahead. Um, bright light. Uh, there's no real light in the, the corridor, you, even though you have your your dark vision. Uh, Norman, do you have dark vision? Um, yes. You do, yeah. So yeah. you have your, your 60 feet in front of you, but you, once you, you, you've been traveling for about a half an hour, and I was like, there are moments of where you've had to feel along the walls for different kind of turns, and, and things, but it's pretty much been a straight run that you feel that has been dipping. It's been kind of going down on a slant, and then it hits and it leveled out. And as it's leveling out, then you see light at the end of it. Um, mm. It's a kind of a dank smelling kind of tunnel. There's nothing, there's moss on the walls. It's, it's, it, it doesn't seem to be used, uh, used that often. Um, mm-hmm. But there are, you can, you can see, even with your dark vision in your local area, the, the kind of the slimy ground that's on the pathway, the moss has been disturbed of recent times, very recently, definitely within the last half an hour to an hour. And you mm-hmm. can see kind of tracks and marks on the ground. As you come out then, the light gets brighter and you find it's natural light. It's leading you outside. And as you emerge from the end of the tunnel, you discover that you're outside the city of Terrace Moor. Um, the, you kind of look up and there's an outcropping of rocks around you. Um, like you're coming out of the entrance of a concealed cave. There is kind of shrubbery and bushes kind of that have been... Shrubbery! Sli- shrubbery. They've been parted slightly. Uh, as somebody recently pushed through at a, at, 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 a, at speed. Um, but as you turn around and look behind you, the high walls of Terrace Moor are right there. So you've come out just outside the city. Um, and the, the kind of the, the general vicinity where you're at, you could see that there is the tracks kind of move up, up a slight ledge and up and over and heading off in a different direction. Well, I am going to follow those tracks. I don't know what Codeine is doing, but I am I am on the hunt. Okay. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm going with him. Okay. Uh, I want you both to roll an investigation check for me, please. It's only a ten. Ten. Gareth Keenan investigates. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Codeine, you make out the tracks uh, pretty quickly. Um, they, even though they are fresh. The kind of the grass here is long, and you're kind of trying to mark them out. Uh, Norman, for a second, is kind of cut off guard and is looking around to try and see if he can suss them out. But you notice them straight away, and you go, you kind of point in the direction that they're going, and you kind of start to lead the way. Norman, Norman, obviously following up. Um, you're basically in the forest that kind of surrounds the general area, even though at this particular, uh, sorry, at this particular vantage point where you are in the forest, as you're moving through it, you look to your left and you can see that where once was quite a dense forest, there's been a lot of it burnt back from the battle that had taken place in front of Terrace Moor. Um, 
there is debris and fallen trees and burnt areas around you but you're heading off and your bearings Cody if you roll a survival check for me please I will uh, by the way before we get off the track just as we're at the start of the path yeah uh, I drop my dice set on the ground uh, just to leave some breadcrumbs and um, want me to roll uh, what one uh, roll a survival check survival check sorry 14. 14. Um, you realise as you're kind of picking up the tracks and looking around you, getting your direction, you're heading in the direction of Breshton. If you were to continue on a road for about a day from where you currently are, where you came out of the city, because more is vast, where you came out is closer to Breshton, and you have about a, roughly a day, a day and a half's travel at full tilt towards the town of Breshton, what was, what's left of it. Um, yeah. So, do you continue on, both of you? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jamoke. For the sake of brevity as you're traveling, uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you both to roll a d20 for me. 14. 14. Okay. Cody? Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, you keep up the pace uh, Norman with his new young elven body seems to be more dexterous um, somehow than his previous form and can keep sure. keep up with you uh, as you kind of start to speed um, very much uh, cross country running towards where whatever you're like the, the, the chancellor definitely has come this way but he seems to be moving at quite a speed as well and continually stays one step ahead of you and um, you're traveling for the best part of two to three hours and you come to kind of an opening. You've left the forest behind you and you are now on kind of not so much on the open road. If you want, you can stay off the beaten track. Um, you're staying kind of off the side because that's where the tracks are leading you. Um, right. the, 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 the chancellor doesn't seem to have gone on the main road. He's staying off the track as well because you're following his tracks as you go along. You reckon you're about about an hour behind them at your current speed. Can you boat roll another D20 for me? You can do it! It's a two. Two. Oh, well. Ten. Ten. Four. So, Norman, you're starting to flag a bit and Cody, you kind of start to pull away at the front and you turn around and notice that Norman is is kind of holding up the rear a bit. Um, but you're... Cody you notice the further you go ahead the tracks are a little bit fresher and you think that you're starting to catch up with them Um, you're still about best part of good part of two thirds of a day's travel from Breston so if that is destination that is his destination there's a good chance that if you keep up this pace you will catch him before he gets there Um, Norman is starting to flag so he is a bit further back Um, so Norman the, needs electrolytes. Yeah. He's, he's slowing down. He needs some Gatorade. So, I need you both to roll a D20 again, please. That would be actual, like, liquid made yeah. out of Gators, right? Oh, that's a 19. The Gatorade worked. <laughs> 14. 14. I rolled a natural one. So, um, Norman finds his second wind. And as you come over the crest of a, of a hill, a grassy hill, you kind of look down and about less than... 100 yards ahead of you 
in the tall grass, you see the running form of what you believe to be the uh, Arduin character, Black. It's on. It is on. You do see off in the distance, at this point from your high up vantage point as you're looking down on these fields and off into the... You do see off in the distance what would have been the town of Breshton. Um, mm. you're, he's about another half a day's journey out. Um, okay. But you have you you are basically on top of your quarry at this point. Um, How many feet away is he? You say I'd say about one hundred and twenty feet, roughly. Bold words for someone in Eldritch Blast range. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm got. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Norman sniping from the grassy knoll. I'm going to. Uh, ah! I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fire off a fire off a shot at him. Fire off a shot. Okay. Um, so you just you just basically Cody, you're kind of ahead, you turn, and as you turn you see Norman standing up in the grass, his arm outstretched, and he twists his hand, and this swirling blast of, of arcane energy just twists through the air. Um you know, it's an un, it's a surprise attack because he doesn't know you're there. So I'm gonna allow it to hit. Okay. Yeah, because he has no clue really. He doesn't know you're there. He thinks he's getting away scot free here. Sure. Um, so the elders barst arcs Eldrick Bars, what the hell? Eldrick Blast. <laughs> you hit him with your bars. Yeah, the Eldric Eldridge Blast arcs through the air, swirling and coming downhill. You just it seems to pick up speed as it gets close to him. And then boom. Were you aiming to kill or just to cripple? Who knows, man? Um <laughs> tough to say with Norm. How about I roll damage and see what that Yeah, roll, roll damage and see what happens. Okay. Uh, that is 17 damage. 17 damage. Okay. You hit him square in the back and he goes down. And for a second, there's no movement. And then you just hear... And there's this kind of a smoke and kind of an ac- like a, an acrid, stingy smoke lifting, rising up through the tall grass. And you see kind of a shuffle as somebody as if they're crawling along. But the kind of trail of smoke from the burn in his back is, is arching upward. It's easy to spot as the two of you make your way down the hill as you kind of gain ground on him. And you're upon him pretty quick if you keep up the pace. Um, okay, I'm going to say to Norman, can we try and get something out of him before whatever... Well, I'm planning on taking several things out of him. Oh, <laughs> that, that would be what I'm kind of trying to avoid immediately. Then you can get some answers about uh, about his body and then find out why he uh, absconded like that. For me. Okay, so as you get closer, you kind of... You- Two, you pile around him, and you see him kind of crawling in the ground on in the grass. The back of his robes are burnt clean off. Are you like saying a... these wounds they will not heal? <laughs> Sorry, thanks, thanks, Ryan, oh. thanks for getting it. Um, is it because the back of his robes have burnt off? Is is his butt out? <sighs> roll a d6 for me, please, Ryan. Nice. Roll for uh... roll for ace. The four. It's a four. Yeah, his butt is out. Four to six. <laughs> <wouldn't last. laughs> <laughs> so you seem to have managed to burn the bottom ends of his robes, and you hit him just at the base of his spine, which is burnt away the, the kind of the, the the bottom part of his robes, and his bare ass is 
kind of shining in in the daylight for all to see. Um, there it's is shining. A, oh, it's, it's there's burn marks and it's kind of glistening <laughs> with sweat um, from the pain. Um, you approach and he kind of looks around, panic in his face, uh, disbelief that somebody managed to catch up with him. He thought he was free, um, and heading back to where he needed to go. Uh, he kind of turns to the grass and tries to kind of arch up. You see kind of his hand and he's just about roll a dexterity saving trophy, please. Oh, that is a, a 20, but not a that. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, dexterity saving trophy. Yeah, uh, that is 11. 11? Wow, the... Yeah, the Norman is more dexterous than the rogue. Um, it's my new sexy young elf body. Yeah. Um, I'm <clears throat> so, Full of electrolytes. Full of electrolytes. And I am full of electrolytes. So Nor- Norman gets to him first, and the as he turns and tries to... F- you see him try to form and fire off an Eldritch Blast of his own. Norman ducks out of the way. Codeine manages just to get out of there and just duck sideways. As he kind of clambers to his feet in the in the confusion as he fires off and then readies himself. I need everyone to roll initiative. That's another 20, but not a nap. Sweet Christmas. 18. 18. So and he got an 11. So he gets to go last. So Norman. Codeine. Ardwin. Right, so Norman, what do you want to do? Jeez, let me think. Um, <laughs> uh, might might try mixing it up a little bit. Uh, okay. Give, uh, give an Eldritch Blast a go. Okay. Um, something yeah. different than that in a while. Yeah, try something different. Um, I understand... Hello, little thing. I understand your kind would uh, have, have a great shame uh, about dying exposed. So have fun spending... The next few seconds lying here with your ass out, wishing you would pick better choices. Now he is standing up at this point. He has stood up. So his his robes are swishing in the wind and his butt is his butt in the bottom part of his body is is exposed behind him, obviously. Alright, Eldritch Blast time. First one is a fourteen. Uh, that misses. Uh second one no, that won't hit either, actually. That's a 14 as well. That won't 14. hit. Okay. You fire off two Eldritch Blasts and he kind of, you see him just turn and he kind of gathers himself and he just manages to kind of deflect it slightly with his one hand and then ducks out of the way of the other one. Um, it's it's actually impressive for, you, you thought somebody who was, uh, a kind of, you thought lesser of him now manages to deflect at least one of your Eldritch Blasts and ducks out of the other way. The other one, uh, I think the freedom of not having any robes at his back has given him extra movement. Um, so. His uh, butt gives him powers. <laughs> <laughs> it is now into Cody. Okay, I am going to um, I'm going to move to get as close to him as possible, and I'm going to attempt a grapple. Okay. Um, I'll get his butt. It's the source of his might. <laughs> Those goddamn butt mages. Grapple his butt. He's a he's a butt sorcerer. I'll have you know. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. They're even worse than butt sorcerers. <laughs> yeah, Odin's definitely a butt sorcerer. I've seen him pull some. Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of Ogan's metal bands. Ogan and the butt <laughs> sorcerers. The butt sorcerers. Okay. All right, I'm going to 
You're going to try and grapple him. Okay. So you're just going to try and grab him? Yep. So a grappling check instead of an attack roll, strength check tested by the target, strength or dexterity, which is what I'm going to use. Acrobatic. So, um, yeah. If I succeed, I got him. I got a 17. 70 against his. What is it? What did uh, you pick? I picked dexterity. Dexterity. Yeah. Acrobatics. He got uh, a well, 10. He got a 10. And um, so he is. You've moved in and grappled him as he tries to kind of get off. Uh, a fire uh, of, uh, of his own. You kind of move in and woof, you grappled him. Now, are you grappling him from the front or from the back? Uh, did you maneuver where did I have to... Where the butt is. Yeah, I had to come at him from the front. You're going to come I've at got him from a, the I, I got I approached him from the front and I'm getting his arms around behind him if I can. Okay. Just I don't want to be zoom zooming anyone. Okay, so you run in and in the, his distraction of having to deflect Norman's uh, Eldritch Blast and then sidestepping work, you manage to move in and grapple him and you now have him grapple. He's like, oh, no, um, just one second now, I just want to check something here. Uh, so, sorry, one second. Uh, so if uh, if he's grappled, his speed becomes zero. Um, mm-hmm. see, do you have do you have your, so just can I just check something? Did you have your blades drawn? No. No. Okay. Grant so. Uh, his speed becomes zero, and he can't really do much. He can't raise his hands up to do a cast of thing. But because it is his turn now. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think here what he can do. <clears throat> um, he is going to. Oh, crap. There's not much he can. There's no action required for me to let him go, but I'm fair. I'm gonna start uh, asking him some questions. Whatever. <laughs> he, he's not, on his turn, he can make another check to try and. He escape. is no. That's what I was going to do, but I was going to see if there's something else I could do in the meantime. It is his sure. go next. I just wanted to see if he could do something. I'm gonna roll again. I just want to see if there's something I could do with the codeine. Wild yeah. grappled, you know what I mean? So we can actually grappling a magical creature is not wise. Yeah, because it does it's kind of yeah. Ah. What's what was that again? What did I have to roll against? Uh well I used acrobatics, you can use strength, I think. Yeah, so I rolled a natural eighteen. So Ooh. if I'm if it's acrobatics oh. if it's acrobatics, yeah. then that is where's his character sheet gone? Yeah, athletics are acrobatics. Yeah, his Plus two, that's 20, not natural. So he manages to break free of your grapple. Um, And now that you're up close to him, he turns and... 
basically casts a fireball. Not a fireball, sorry, not fireball. Firebolt. Jesus. Firebolt at you directly. So, firebolt. Okay, so that is a. That's an 18 to hit. Yeah, my armor class is 14. 14. So, he basically pumps out of your grapple, turns, and straight at you, just a fireball. Catches you square in the chest, and that does. Trying to take people alive. That does. Six points of fire damage to you. You're pushed backwards uh, from the shock, um, and he then turns to face both of you again once more. Um, it is now into Norman again. I always find it's difficult to take people alive unless you're, uh, you know, cast spells. It is tr- 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 tricky. I keep thinking it's a good idea without understanding the game mechanics. And, um, you know, after a year, you think I'd get there. No, I no. I, I was thinking maybe some kind of poison on your blades that make people go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, Norman, what do you want to do? Uh, oh, I've, 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 uh, it's Eldritch Blast again. Um, Eldritch Blast, okay. Yeah. Good roll, um, reliable. First hit roll is a 17. Second one uh, will miss, though. Uh, the first one hits, so roll damage. Jill, are you falling asleep on us there? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a nine damage. Nine damage. Um, the Elder's Boss cl- catches him square in the shoulder. He spins backwards. Um, he's looking hurt. He's actually looking hurt. He's um, He has taken quite the whack from the original Elder's Blast. And also that that current one. So him now his uh, his not only is his ass burnt, his shoulder seems to be singeing as well. Um, it is now back to coding. Okay. Um, uh, I think the punitive damage of his bum being out is also uh, it's kind of like a burn condition, I'd say. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Well, look, I tried to I tried to take him alive. Uh, he tried to put a fire hole in my face. So I should probably... I mean, I would like to know where he's going and who's he, who he's meeting. Um, uh, okay, let's do it. I'm going to... <sighs> Yoink out my daggers again. Yeah. Uh, make for him. Uh, could I do a sneak attack while he's dealing with Norman? Um, you he he's sneak attack works if he's engaged with your combatants. So he is engaged with both of you, with Norman and you. So you will get sneak attack damage on him. Okay, I'm going to uh, sneak attack with my daggers. Oh no, you, you get to attack and then you roll sneak attack damage. Do you know what I mean? Okay, sorry, perfect. Yeah, here so, we go. So uh, you so you're you're so you roll to attack. And then after you roll to attack, you do your damage from remain attack, and then you roll sneak attack damage after that as well, and add that okay. to all together. Perfect. So sneak attack damage is nine, and then I'm going to go in for my regular regular attack with my uh, with my daggers. Here we go. Seventeen. Seventeen hits. One. Yeah, seventeen hits. Okay, and then uh, I'm going to do the damage. That's four. 
I love the sound of that. That's seven, four and seven, which I can add together. I don't know why you're saying I can't. So, so it's 20 that, overall. 20 damage <laughs> overall to him. Yeah, That's including cool. the sneak attack. Um, bolstered by the um, pissed off basically by the firebolt that caught you in the square in the chest. Cody just is, is like emulating Aratir's rage, whips out the two daggers and goes straight in. And the first one, the, the one dagger, just straight at the center of of uh, Arjuman's chest, catches him just. <clears throat> and barely missing where his heart is. He sieges back. It's like, oh, oh, and the dagger kind of, you pull it out and there's a kind of an arc, a spurt of blood as he stumbles backwards. Oh, he looks fucking terrible. And he is just standing there, his arm outreached. He's like, oh, oh, oh. I um, yelled, where were you going? Um, he turns now, and as you do that, it's now his turn, and he, he he's kind of looking at the both of you, and he's kind of like holding the, the gaping wound in his chest, and he kind of looks behind him off in the distance uh, where Breshton would be, um, and you see for the first time a look of worry across his face. He then turns at both of you, and at his feet, casts Fireball. Uh, at his own oh. feet, cast fireball. Fireball has a uh, has a, a range and area of 150 feet. So I need both of you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, shit. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen. Four. Four. Both of you fail. Oh, oh shit. You both take 23 points of fire damage. Oh. Um, I'm dead. What? No, you're I'm full dead. health. You're full health. No, I took fire damage a minute ago. So how much did you take? Six? I took six. I'm on 22. Yeah. Uh, uh, you just, what did we just take? 23 points of fire damage. Yeah, I'm told. You're unconscious. You're not dead. You're unconscious. Okay. Okay. Um, Norman, where are you at? Um, I, I'm okay. I've got a. Uh, that's the first damage I've taken. So I've got a. Uh, I've, I've got. Fifteen health left. Grant, you watch as Arduin explodes in a ball of fire. Mm-hmm. He was down to one hit point. Uh, he. He basically throws the fireball at his feet. Both of you are thrown backwards, engulfed in flame. Codeine is knocked unconscious, flailing through the air, landing in the tall grass as it burns up around her. Um, Norman, you pick yourself up and you look at the scorched pit mark where, where Arjun was. You see the trail of scorched grass and fire where Codeine has landed. Shame. All right, big man. All right, big man. Now's the no, time. No, no, not about Cody. And I haven't noticed Cody yet. I'm talking about the, the guy blowing himself up. All right. <laughs> um, what a shame. Well, 
I'm just like looking around out in the <coughs> wilderness, not knowing where I am by myself now. You do notice that codeine hasn't materialized anywhere, and you do see that, like, because it's quite a the explosion was quite a large area, and there is a trail of fire where codeine has kind of boom, 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 like Superman landed as the trail of her destruction where she landed just kind of peeks off, and you do see that she is unconscious, lying on her back over a distance away. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people do that. She'll be fine. Um, oh, yeah, as far oh. as you know, goddamn. I'm just like looking around, like. <sighs> Why wow. did I go on a quest with Young Sheldon? This is a fucking nightmare. Jesus. Um, I eldritch. I eldritch blaster. <laughs> You're going down to minus ten for that remark. No. Um, yeah, I just kind of like look down, and I'm like. Uh, just like looking around at the pile where my lead, where the only lead I had was, and I'm like, uh, that's just, that's irksome. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna go root through the, uh, is there, I'm gonna, can I go root through the ashes? You, you, you can. See if yeah, anything survived. Just roll an investigation check if you wish. That's a nat 20. Um, <laughs> you definitely discover that he's been reduced to a pile of ash. Sure. Yeah. Nothing survived the fireball now. No, nothing survived the fireball. Absolutely right. nothing. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, that's that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Kim, I need you to roll a death saving throw, please. Okay, I don't know how to do that. I'm gonna go. Okay, what do I roll? Sorry. Do you roll? Sorry, I was looking at. Sorry, I was looking at something here. You roll a d20. Okay. Seven. Eighteen. That's a success. Huzzah! Okay. She's so not if, dead. if you succeed, if you succeed at three of them. You come back with one hit point. Okay. All right, that's one. No okay. pressure. No pressure. Norman is still in the field, kind of just looking around. And Codeine is like hanging on to Death's door. The light is growing dim, Codeine. You don't know where <laughs> you are, what's happening. Norman is kind of assessing the situation, and while he is doing that, we are going to flip back to the other group. Hooray! Um, you now find yourselves living in a... No. Um, you now are in a very um, fancy-looking room. Couches, all sorts around. Um, the, is it opulent? It's quite opulent. Uh, Thorin Axblood uh, escorts you all in with the rest of the council members and, and bids you all take a seat. And... He kind of looks around. Dacius is kind of deflated. He's now he's no longer the regal figure that he tried to present himself as and is now sitting in a far corner uh, as far away from Loran as he can get. Um, where do you all want to sit yourselves? Where do you want to position yourselves in the room? There What's are the nicest, fanciest looking chair? There are some really nice couches. Um, there is one large leather chair in one corner next to uh, an oil lamp um, that has a pile of books beside it. That seems to be. I take me. a couch, but I lie like horizontally on it. 
Duran lounges luxuriously. <laughs> Is there a table wine in the centre of the room? There are a couple of tables here and there, but there's no no large table in the centre of this room. This seems to be like a library of sorts uh, where people have come to sit on the couches and chairs and stuff like that. There's more chairs than anything in this room. Well, and The walls are lined with, with, on one side are lined with books. There's uh, paintings and artwork all along one side and the other side is all lined with books and there are piles of books on the floor as well. I want to grab a, a nice pillow and climb onto one of the tall tables and put it down and then circle around it and sit down. Okay. You find a corner table, you knock some of the books off, you find a large comfy pillow from one of the couches, you pop it up, you hoist yourself up and you kind of do the whole circle thing and you walk around and and you're nice and comfy in the cushion. Like a... Arthur, what do you want to do? I'm going to stand. Arthur's going to stand, that's fine. Um... As everyone gets themselves ready, kind of Thorin clears his throat <clears throat> and kind of nods. Um, I would like to bring you all up to speed with the current situation and predicament we all find ourselves in. The High Councillor seems to have been a spy for the enemy. Our Captain of the Guard position is precariously filled, maybe. And to let all of you newcomers know. King Gregor doesn't seem to exist anymore. Uh, What? We were led to believe that the king was living a, a life of solitude and he was managing the finances of the kingdom while the High Chancellor ran the everyday runnings of the city. But upon further inspection after the battle, it was discovered that the King Gregor's chambers had been empty for some time. With no sign of him leaving, with no sign of him being kidnapped or taken, similar to the situation with his brother. So he's just vanished. He is gone. Like dust in the wind. So we are, as you see, the only ruling party in the city. And we cannot contain the chaos by ourselves. In that case, what are you saying? Right now, we need to control what we can control. If there is a larger plan at heart of all of this, we can offer some aid, but we need to look to our citizens. We need to look to the people who live in this city and protect them. We no longer have a captain of the guard. We don't have somebody to protect and police these streets. Are you offering your... I accept. So, here's the thing though, if you're like, we're like, oh, we need to stop now this, this, this big bad man, but we also need to protect the, um, we have to, we have to, we have to fight the big bad man, we have to protect the citizens of this 
So why don't we just pull all the rest of the citizens into it and have the whole city fight? That is an interesting idea. I'm just going to pause there. Right on the Naomi, your video is frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys there? They'll be back. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you're back. You're back. You were okay. gone there for a second. Yeah. Um, what did you hear the last? What did we I got, say last? I got I, the last. Why don't we pull all the citizens in and uh, make them all fight? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if we all got forced into it, why can't we just force everyone? Well, I, w- I would say p- anyone that can. Because there's people that can't and are really bad at it. So, that would not be nice. Yes, like me, which is why we should get other people. But you can, well, you weren't forced you into kind of magic. Kind of was. You were. I think we all were. Well, I kind of agree to anything really. But anything that's capable of defending themselves, maybe. We weren't even forced. We were fucking tricked. Because he was like, "I just need you to get this one thing back for me," and we went and got this one thing back for him, and then we ended up here. Maybe he's bad at maths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of bad at maths. That would be pretty bad at maths, all right. You could have maybe meant three or four, you know, and got, yeah, got a one. Yeah, to one is not great. <laughs> but oh. I, I always thought that that's the one problem with dragons is that they can't count for oh. all their glories and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I will say it is an interesting idea, and we have planned on conscripting members of the city to to the guard, expanding their numbers rebuilding their numbers considering that we lost a lot of them in in the battle and i understand your situation and i uh, i empathize i do not i do not need to try and understand what this individual trevelyan has done but clearly there is a bigger problem that will impact everybody so i guess the big money question is how do we fight a god trevelyan Trevelyan kind of chirps up in the corner. He's like, um, there is a way. There is a way to stop this particular individual. It, they draw their power from replicating the crystals. They have one solitary source of the crystalline power. It is part of them. And if we can destroy that, it will destroy them. And it will weaken Gwavar drastically. If we can ascertain its location. We smash it. Smash him. Yes. This is what we failed to do before. Every time. How far did you get all the other times? It varied. Some lost their footing at the first hurdle. Some found Kuval and returned. Um... Some found other powers in their quests and turned to them and are still in exile. 
we have choices. We're running out of time, but we have choices. If you do not wish to do this, and we wish to take your chances, you may not last long. But... Well, I probably won't last long either way. Yeah, it's, but we've, we've managed to last longer as a group than, you know, individuals. Like, we can all agree... Hang on. Speaking of which, where, where's everyone else? <laughs> We're mid one, two... Well, no, no point in counting count, I'm done at max. But, um... Cody and Norman, where are they? Mm. At this point, Swift kind of pipes up. He's like, I do believe they went after the High Chancellor. I saw them leave. One of your friends, the young elf, mm-hmm. left during the fight with the Goliath. And yeah. the, the other elf, or half-elf, oh. she left after the fight. They went through his chambers. And that, that person we attacked, um, she was working for the High Chancellor, so he would probably know more stuff, wouldn't he? The Chancellor? Yeah. I'd say the Chancellor is quite key. So maybe we should kind of go get him and ask him questions? I imagine that's what they're doing. Ah. Right. Um, we'll give him a while, so. Yeah, I can nap. <laughs> Not a nap. Maybe like what? Five um, minutes, ten, and then we'll go get him. We don't have to go far. So, you are all kind of talking amongst yourselves about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Torin has laid out the idea of what the situation is with the king, or supposedly that was the king what did this particular group want to do at this point Aratir you've accepted the captainship and yep. Torin is kind of moving towards you uh, at this point he's like I appreciate you undertaking this task I mean it's it's a big ask in this current situation but we need somebody to lead and clearly you're a fighter um, I can't I'm stuck here doing something I wouldn't usually be doing but it seems to come natural you seem to have a natural gift. Yeah, it's worked for me so far. I think the first thing you need to do is start that draft conscription idea because we need more bodies in armor if we're going to fight um, whatever's coming. So can you get your hackies to start that now and find me, um, find me some of the more senior guards who can take on training our new recruits? That will be done. He turns to Swift and he like nods and Swift actually leaves the room um, and is gone uh, for the duration. Um, if your friends have found the High Chancellor and managed to catch up with him and bring him back, we have a lot of questions. But right now, our concerns are fortifying the city, rebuilding our numbers. If you wish to undertake your quest to find whoever this individual is, this devile character. You will have our support at the time. And we will give you whatever weaponry you need and supplies that we have to spare. Right now there's a power vacuum here. And 
we truly aim to fill it as best we can. And we appreciate your help. Um, we're going to cut back to Codeine and Norman. Codeine, I need you to roll another death saving trophy, please. Let's do it. Oh my God, everybody. Except Loran. Fingers. <laughs> 11. 11. Just makes it. Just makes it. That's two. That's two. <laughs> That's two. Norman, what are you doing? Starting to walk back to the city. <laughs> You're going back to the city. Yeah. So Norman has wow. started to make his way. I'm going to need cold hearted snake by playing right now. Uh, what was that? Cold hearted snake by who? Snake by Paula Abdul. By Paula Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what I can do. Yes, classic D and D. Yes, Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. I'm just, I'm just walking back to the city. Like, oh, this has been a huge waste of time. <laughs> I'm just gonna grab a drink while uh, while yeah. Norman is walking away. Oh Jesus oh. Christ! Oh, oh life is walking away. Oh no, it's, it's catching on. Um, so Norman is walking away, uh, back to the city, leaving Codeine's charred, unconscious oh. body in the tall grass. Um, That's Norman, where, like the the Puccianas and stuff might 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 get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you only walk twenty feet in the tall grass, and suddenly, no. Um, <laughs> um, Norman is now making his way back to the city. Cody, roll your final, or roll another, hopefully your final death saving throw. Let's see how it goes. This is a lot. Six. Fail. Okay, stick it in the fail box. Stick it in the fail box. Um, Norman continues to walk back. He's gone, he's now moved on he's started to kind of crest up over the hill and he's a good half an hour into his walk we're all in the middle of death saving throw what he hasn't even noticed that his traveling companion is deep. like have you even noticed that she's not there do you care i have noticed i don't care you don't care as okay. far as i'm concerned she is either dead already or will walk it off okay <laughs> okay roll did you roll another one? Oh no i was waiting Eight. Eight. Okay. Go either way. This is a fail. Oh, it's just like a penalty shootout, lads. Okay, so Norman Wayne. is yeah. I just say, how long have we been in this room, chatting away? <laughs> it's a, yeah. Just like it, after twenty minutes, I wouldn't like Ogan would be kind of wondering where everyone is and go go look. And does Ogan want to go look? Does Ogan yeah. want to go look? Okay, if that's what yeah, you want, like that's what you can do. I'm oh, sorry, I, I was doing it like for ten minutes, fifteen. But you know, this, if, if this I'm is what go I, look if, for the if Ogan the wants to go look, you can go yeah. look. I've done it. Yeah, I'm gonna go look because it's so. After so, let's retroactively go back to this. Okay, if this is what you want to do, as a DM, I'll allow this to happen. If you want to go back and you then start to make your way out into the High Chancellor's room, we'll leave Colleen's yep. last death save roll for a second and we'll go back to Ogan. By himself, trying to become Columbo, basically, as he goes in <laughs> and starts investigating the room. So where do you Wait. go, Ogan? Where do you go? What do you want to do? 
Um, well, they're all talking about stuff, and I'm wondering where the group is. So I'm going to go and find the rest of the people since they're this. I'm not good at this type of stuff, so I'll go in the direction of where they went, and if I can pick up a scent, I'll follow the scent. Okay. And if the scent goes cold, well then I'll stop and go. Oh, crap! Roll, I can't find if you're pick, trying to pick up a scent, roll an investigation check for me, please. All right. What investigation done under? Um. Well, investigation is a, is a roll, so... I rolled a five plus whatever my... You have a plus zero. You have a plus zero yeah, to investigation, so you rolled a five. It, it, it takes you a good while. Um, and you're kind of... You're rummaging around the front of the... The kind of the front of the area where the High Council was, and you're kind of circling around where the, the now... Starting to smell pretty bad body of the Goliath is. Um... And you're kind of you're getting mixed sense with all the work that's going on around you. Um, you then do pick up a hint, a slight hint of Norman stench, leading oh, you okay. into the back room. Right, and it seems to be mixed with the smell of burning wood. Oh. Um, you make your way into the back room, and you see in front of you then the burnt remains of the High Chancellor's office. Um, you look around, and you kind of take in the room. Uh, roll a perception check for me, please. Not one. Jesus Christ, the gods hate coding. Um, you're looking around and you're kind of like, you don't see anything out of untowards. You're kind of looking around, you see the burnt area, you see the big hole in the wall. Nothing really catches your eye that you can see straight off the bat. Um, Kim, do you have physical dice there as well? Yeah. I was going to say, roll a physical one for yeah. your last, last one. Yeah. Is, is there any creatures okay. like insects, a spider, a rat, anything in the vicinity that I would know? With that perception check? No. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for someone else now. I've looked around things blind. Just about know that you're inside. Yeah. Like, with, a natural, with a natural one perception check. Yeah. Well, I was looking for them, but now I'm looking around to ask someone. To roll, see, I'm roll, roll, invest, to roll investigation for me. Roll investigation. Dan, if there was an animal that stayed around for a fire, then they would have <laughs> to roll a one I, in a perception check. I got a 13 this time, Wayne. You got a 13. As you're looking around for creatures or whatever you're looking for uh, on a 13 roll, you do notice that there is um, two items sitting up in the little crevice, the hole that in the wall. Just slightly yes, up, sitting on the lip. You see a crowbar and you see a candle. Go over and sniff them. Um, when you roll, when you sniff the candle, you get a, a, a very strong scent of codeine. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's the it's the, the goop candle. The goop candle. The goop candle. For anyone that's wondering, just Google <laughs> goop. <laughs> just Google. Well, goop. obviously the candle's melted, so that's all. No, the uh, candle wasn't lit. Honest. It was just a candle. <laughs> Like it was just because of the heat, the fire. The fire was put out. Fire, fire was over. Okay, so yeah. the candle is there. There's a scent of codeine, and as you kind of come up onto the lip of that, you do pick up a scent of codeine and Norman going down into the tunnel. Follow the scent. Okay, it takes you a good forty minutes, and you come out at the other end of the tunnel up into the shrubbery. Um, shrubbery. Shrubbery. <laughs> and. You are making your way up into the grass. At this point, for the time frame of things, just as for anyone that's taking stock of the time frame where this is, Ogan is doing all of this while Codeine and Norman are just arriving 
and meeting with Arjun because the time frame was they were traveling while you lot were moving into that room, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. yeah. So while you were going, while Loran, Aratir and Ogan went into that room to have that conversation, Norman and Codeine were still traveling down and up and spent a good half a day traveling towards that to get to Arjun and Carrick the Black. So Ogan has requested, Darren has requested the player to, to kind of, Ogan wouldn't have waited that long and he would have hit the road and gone to try and find him. So that's where the time frame is. I'm so if we him. look back in the time frame, Ogan would have left and would have, he's about, Odin is a, is a bit behind them. So it all depends on the couple of roles that Darren is about to do to so see if he catches are they up. Basically, so was their part just kind of cancelled? Like that didn't happen then? No, 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 no. I'm not reckoning that in any way, shape or form. What I'm doing here is, is that Ogan, Darren has requested that Ogan would not have stayed in that room or with sure. the group that long without knowing where Norman and Cody would have been gone. So what we're doing here is Ogan uh, would have left the room after a couple of minutes. In that same time period, while that was still going on with you guys, Norman and Cody were traveling to catch up with Arduin. And Ogan comes out of the out of the tunnel. At the same time, they catch up with him and start the fight. Right. So we yeah. now have to see how quick Ogan can get from the tunnel to them before Codeine has to make her last death saving throw. So all of this rests on Darren's rolls to see if he can get to Codeine. Okay? Is everyone with me on that? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Right. So Darren, you're out of the tunnel. Please roll an investigation check to see if you pick up the track. Okay, I got a 17 on that. 17. You pick up the tracks, you start making your way out. You're following the tracks, you're traveling as fast as you can go. Roll a d20 for me, please. A nine. Nine. Um, you're kind of trotting along, trotting along. You kind of lose section of the track for a bit. Um, and then you pick it up again. And you pick up pace a bit. Roll again. A 13. 13. You, your pace quickens. And you're, you feel that you're gaining ground, for sure. Um you don't know how far ahead these individuals are. The scent is still strong. The tracks are still uh -huh. fresh. You're seeing three sets of tracks. One is more faded than the others. But you definitely can tell that one is a, a, a deft rogue and that the other one is a, a, a kind of a, a trudging elf that is lagging slightly behind at this point. Roll again. Roll d20. A seven. A seven. You start to lag a bit. You need those electrolytes. You should have brought some... Uh, and um, Lucas, they'd support with you, um, but you lag a bit. You kind of you're starting to sniff, and the scent is trying to get mixed in with local wildlife. You've now left the forest. Um, one last roll to see if you can mm -hmm. catch up. An eight. An eight. You do pick up the scent again. You hit the road, and you start to hear in the in the distance. You hear sounds of what you think is battle. There's kind of blasts and the slink of of metal. Um, roll for me one more time. 16. 16. As you're rushing up to the top of this hill, you hear this loud blast. Um, sorry, no, it, let me just redo that. You are coming up, you're actually coming up to the base of a hill. Um, off in the distance, you hear this loud blast and then silence. And you pick up pace. Mm -hmm. You're still picking up pace. You're still, and as you're about to crest the top of the hill, you see Norman come up over the hill 
and meets you at the kind of the other side of the of the top of the hill. What's that coming over the hill? It's a it's Norman. A it's a Norman. Um, <clears throat> now, what do you want to do at this point when you see Norman? Yeah, where where he is? Oh, uh, following the Chancellor. Uh, him and Codine are dead, I think. <laughs> what? He 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 blew himself up, and I think he killed Codine as well. So. Oh. Yeah, the corpse oh, is a. Really? Oh, okay. Game, I know. Yeah, yeah. Norman, you're such a bollocks. Oh, God, it's steak. And there's oh, nothing well. you could do for them? For for coding? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you at least bury the body. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I should bury the body. <laughs> No, like Norman genuinely has no idea. He di- I di- like I didn't check on her to see if she's alive or dead. So I'm like, I'm like, did I, did I, did I do what? <laughs> to see if they're. What did you do? Let's go. Where are they? Or him? Or her? Uh, back down there. Uh, you won't find the other fellow though. I'll start going in that general direction. Are you moving in haste? Very in haste. Okay. Um, um, you see, you, you crest over the hill, you do see the smoking charred crater of where Arjuman was. Um, you come down the hill and you see kind of streaks of fire leading off into the tall grass. Given your size, given your height, I need you to roll a perception check. Because the grass is quite tall. Come on, Olgan. I got a tree. A tree. You are rushing I'm, around. What? You are rushing around. You're trying to pick out where codeine might be and it's taking you a bit longer than you expected you're you then you see the streaks and then you see kind of the trails of burnt ash and the grass that's burnt and you sniff the air roll uh, an investigation check for me please 13 13 you find the trail of where codeine was kind of thrown and the charred ground and you run up I'm still on top of the hill, just like... Okay. You get the coding. And she seems unconscious, but is barely hanging on to life. Um, give me a sec. I need to know what, if I have that spell. Is that healing working? I do have it, but what's it called? Healing um, Oh, no, no. The cure wounds? Cure wounds. I'm gonna like the one, like, and then, but I'm also gonna start saying, like, not again, not again, not again, can't happen again, and then just cast your light wounds. Okay, so roll, what, what, what do you, like, if the roll do you mount, isn't it? Oh, this is just a D, it's a, it's, it's a cure light wounds, a spell. I usually I do healing word, but like, I have it always in memory. Word. So uh, I'm just, do you have this equipped? Because I'm looking at your, what what's on your, uh, you have oh, healing yeah. word. You've well, healing word. Oh, hang on. Maybe I'm getting the mispronouncing the spell wrong. So healing word you have, and you can cast healing word. I have the first level spells: uh, cure wounds, speak with animals, and thunder wave. Okay. Second level, I have flaming sphere and find traps because I never changed it. 
and tour level I have conjure animals, uh, water breeding, and dispel magic. Okay. That's so the you, last time we did things. You want to cure wounds? Yeah. Okay. Roll the, roll for the amount. It's D8, isn't it? Yeah. Hang on. I think it's D8 plus. I got six plus. Give me a second. Right. Um, Ogan's tiny form bounds up to Codeine's body and lays his tiny paws on her chest and puts his head down and he starts muttering to himself, not again, not again, not again. And then there's a pulse, a green wave emanates from his tiny paws and out over Codeine's form. And Codeine twitches slightly. What did you get? What did the, what did you get in the row? Uh, six plus, plus whatever, I, uh, it's done off level, isn't it? So you brought her back from the brink of death. Codeine twitches back to life. Holy shit. <sighs> uh, my spellcaster level, so plus, um, we're level five, aren't we? So five. Yeah. So you now have 11, was it five or 11 hit points there? Did you get six and five, was it? Darren, did you roll a d6 and what did you get? I rolled a d6 plus five, sorry. So what did you get on the d6? I got a, I, I, sorry, I rolled a D8 plus 5. So it was 6 on the D8. Okay, plus so five. you've got 11 hit points sorry. left. So you've got 11 hit points back up. Cody, like, <sighs> you come back to life, um, literally from the precipice of this one more roll um, with Ogan's rolls, that last investigation roll of 13. And then I rolled just a kind of a percentile die to see where it landed, um, whether he found you in time. So it landed on the higher end. So you're all right. Um, Cody, you are back. Norman, what are you doing at this point? Kind of like look down the hill. So I like look at my hand. It just kind of like starts to glow, and then I'm like, no. And then I like let it fizzle out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna chill at the top of the hill. I'm just like, ah, she's fine. Yay. Okay. Um, Cody, you are back from the brink of death. Ogan has saved your life. Ogan, it is so good to see you. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Over the hill. <laughs> oh my God. Kick them oh, out of the game. Kick them out of the game. Ours were fine. That one was not fine. <laughs> what did he say? I didn't hear. Oh, there's. We will not have rednecks in this establishment. Anyway, this game. Huh? Run over the hill. Yeah, so, Ogan, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> now, what do, what did the three of you want to do, well, Norman is at the top of the hill, Cody, you've just come back up, you're in I'm just like checking in. my watch, just like, <laughs> yeah, get a move on, like, <laughs> just create a watch, because you're a god, yeah, I, I feel very rough, but I'm, I'm asking Ogan about what the others are doing. Well, they're all they're all like chatting away, talking about boring stuff. Um, so I said I'd come and find you, and well, it took a while. Who who are they talking to? Ah, uh, they've all decided to go from a big room with loads of people into a smaller room with lesser people to talk about the same stuff. Um, I think we're gonna go and and uh, get that get that guy and that god, the sharp guy. What's okay. the name of the god? Oh, yeah, you're missing all the chatting back there. 
Hi. Uh, is Norman? Norman, can you hear me from where you are? Well, he's good. He's a good bit away. He's a good bit good away. Bit away. Yeah. Louder. Ogan, I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I I was. The plan was that the guy who hit me was heading headed to Breslin. Yeah, it's just over there. I would have planned to get from him who he was going to meet there. But I don't think I could go there now. No, um, we need to go back. You've, uh, you're, you, yeah, you, you, you nearly, um, you nearly, um, yeah, you, we got to go back. Okay, I think I'm probably going to have to rest. Uh, but, uh, if Norman is going to Breston, are you going with him, or what are you doing? Oh, I'm going where the group's going. I th- suggest we all go back. We're much safer as a group. Okay. I'm not going to Breston. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, Ogan, I can't thank you enough. Uh, let's get back. Although I can I even make it from here? Um, yeah, I mean you've got you've got you a, you've got eleven hit points. You're up like you you're in you're in rough you're rough shape. Oh, you take you've taken a whack, but you've got eleven hit points. So not dead yet, baby. <laughs> it was it was close, it was literally one dice roll. Wrong. How much is how much is board you walking? Dad. Anyway, uh what were you saying, Ogan? No no it's it's more out of character. How much more healing would be okay to kind of walk. She can walk. walk. Okay, I right, don't need to heal anymore. You're able to get up. You're a bit sore. You're damaged. You took a, a, a fireball to the face. Um, you're slightly singed. Your eyebrows are gone. Um, right. You'll be penciling that shit on in the morning. Um, I will. I'll give you some tips. <laughs> get Aaron here to do it for me. Because yeah. obviously she uses that amazing half-orc dexterity to do hers. She can do yeah. wing. So... It's all part and part and parcel of being captain of the guards. Um, so okay, I'm gonna head back to. Uh, Cody picks herself up and makes her way up the top of the hill where Norman is waiting. Co- yeah, Ogan kind of um, trotting at her heels. Um, you meet Norman at the top of the hill. He's kind of there. I didn't. I didn't hear what you said back then. You're doing what? I'm heading back. Oh, that you're going back too. They mentioned yeah. some kind of god thing, and you said you were one of them. Some guy called the sh- the sharp. Wasn't it the sharpened or something? Yeah. Uh, Shanik the sharp. Yeah, sh- yeah. Shanik the sharp. Shanik the sharp. See a friend of yours. Ring a bell. Well, um, in order for you, I'm, I'm. I've been thinking, and from what I gathered from all their talking, in order for you to get back to wherever you're going. You'll need to take him out. So your Back best stick with us. He's he's a he's being controlled or by that elf guy, the necromancer. Sure. So if you you know you're you're much better sticking with us. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm okay to walk. Yeah, no, it's just as a as a bud thing. Thanks though, but I'm okay. Okay. Probably no. couldn't take with the extra weight anyway. <laughs> Yeah, the trio make their way back towards the city. Um, it takes about a couple of it takes a good few hours, and you make your way back. Um, night is starting to fall. 
um, as you get to the hidden entrance back into the tunnels that you made your way to before. Um, do you is that where you just want to go in? Do you want to go back in through that way or? Yeah, why not? Quicker. Which way is quicker? You'd have to go back around. It'll take you a while to get back around the front of the city. So oh, we'll yeah, go this, that way. this way will be quicker. So, um, you make your way back. The trio make their way back up into the tunnel and down uh, into the uh, former room of the High Chancellor. Um, so, you are kind of met with the charred remains of the High Chancellor's room. Um you kind of what these all head out. You heading back out into the main area. Oh, uh, yeah, they're in some kind of. I'll lead just where they all are chatting. I'll lead the way to where they are. Cool. Um, you're brought in. Ogan leads you into the room, and, and the door opens, and in you walk, and you, you're met with the sight of Aratir standing there with Torrin Axe Blood standing next to her. Um, Dacius is in the corner, um, kind of seems to be hiding himself away slightly. Loran is lounging across. Uh, a large chaise long uh, the cloth sky is sitting in the corner sipping a glass of wine and they all seem to be deep in discussion uh, about different topics um, Loran is Loran what, do you, what are you doing at this moment? Not much still Not lounging much. Lounging, plucking at the, the L loop No uh, no that's work I'm, I'm lounging You're lounging okay um, He's like fucked Fuck that um, <laughs> As uh, and just as a side note, as you've noticed, as you were passing by, the the body of the Goliath has been moved by the guards and has been taken away, so that oh, is no cool. longer there. Um, in the group, you see Norman, Codeine, and Ogan enter into the room, and you all notice that Codeine look, looks a little worse for wear on his son's eyebrows. Oh no! What happened? <coughs> He said with no hint of sarcasm. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka. It's like, no, stop. Come no. back. back. <laughs> Don't do it. When I say I have no time for this, I, I just want it to be just dripping with how I do not have time for this. I'm just walk, walk straight over to Aratir and, uh, Tell her I need to get a straightener. Uh, <laughs> a fantasy straightener. <laughs> I, I was just like, I was like, what kind of straightener? A drink or give Loran a straightener or yeah. a straightener? Some kind of? Oh cheesy. yeah, I meant it. I meant it. Fire liquid. Like a GHD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm give her a Northside scrambler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that means so many things. Okay, so um, I, yeah, I, I just uh, walk up to Loran and say, or no, no, yeah, here and say, I need a drink. Okay, so I'm going to ask, um, what's his face? Um, Stone Cold. All right, ask Blood. <laughs> what? Taran Axe Blood. Axe Blood. Taran Axe Blood. Thank you. Um, I gotta um, ask Taran Axe Blood um, if it was possible to get some food and some drinks for the party, and in particular, a, a strong 
snifter of something for my friend Codeine. That can, of course, be arranged. Uh, would you like to have it here, or would you like to retire to some chambers? Uh, chambers me. <laughs> um, yeah. I think uh, I, it, it looks like coding could definitely do uh, with some rest here. Um, have have we finished discussing um, our plans for today? We've 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 gone through what needs to happen with regards to the cr- recruits. I've taken up my new position. We know how we need to approach the fight with um, your man, Kaval. We just need to locate him first. So, is there much more to discuss, Karen? What do you think? Do we have time to retire for a couple of hours? Well, he kind of looks around at all of you and he's like, I do believe your party has been through enough for today, I think. I agree. Rest might be Thanks, Zorin. Thank uh, you, Zorin. He kind of, he's looking down, he's looking down at Cody and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely think some of us might need some rest after today's events. Um, we will arrange for chambers to be made available to you. Um, and uh, we will supply you with food and drink and whatever you else you might need. Um, will we be sharing? Because I don't want to share with Codeine. We, no, no Codeine, you can share with me. We've Loran, got... you can share with Norman. This is a... Hey, Loran, I don't give a fuck. Keep it. Keep it. What? The room? It is. The, What's it? The, me. The anger, the anger is even more punctuated because of the lack of eyebrows, like the bald <laughs> face and the kind of the singed scalp on the front of the face. It's just seriously. Holding at this point looks me insane. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and Taran is kind of like looking between the two. He's like, clearly, you have need for rest and. Um, sustenance to sort out your situation um, maybe maybe if Loran died the odd time it might uh ground the odd time just the odd More than one. <laughs> Cody, Cody I love you hon but you don't have the HP right now to be starting yes. any arguments <laughs> you need to go, go and have some rest Loran you want to dance for eight hours Cody because if so keep fucking talking um, <clears throat> Taran steps in and is like, ah, let me uh, show you the way to the uh, dwellings in, in the palace uh, this way. And he kind of moves in between the two and kind of gestures to open the door um, and kind of motions you all out. Um, you go back. Uh, yeah? I was going to say, as we're so, Aritir is. So obviously Cody needs to rest and recuperate and Aritir is kind of con- conscious that everybody's bollocks. But at the same time, now that she's captain of the guard, she's conscious that like, shit, I need to learn how to be a captain of a guard. So yeah. <laughs> I need to familiarize myself with like, you know, senior officials, the fucking layout of the city. Um, so um, is it possible... I suppose, again, directing that question at uh, Tharn Axblood as we walk, is it possible to get some sort of 
crash course in the logistics of uh, being a captain? Um, is there documents that she can consult, uh, maps that she can review? Um, funnily enough, the claw of the sky steps forward as you're asking this. He's like, I may be of assistance. Um, we were going to house you in the former captain's quarters. And you may find all the information you require there. It is um, a substantial amount of information. And we will happily provide you with a lieutenant to guide you through what you might need. Um, hey, Aratir, ask for a Dario Naharis type uh, lieutenant. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> also, Again, my- with no eyebrows, that looks fucking weird. <laughs> And as, as just as a player, as Kim, I wish to uh, submit the phrase, Excuse me, you want to cloud the sky? I've just been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're led back through the banquet hall, kind of off to the side, away from the main tour affair. Um, you notice that a lot of the area that was kind of blown clear by the High Chancellor um, for like a little make do makeshift fighting ring has now been recluttered and tables and chairs and more kind of plans and workings or kind of you see people sharpening weapons and stuff like that all are all kind of put back into place you're brought around the front what used to be the entrance and then led up a side kind of spiral staircase on the left hand side of the entrance uh, you keep moving up through numerous floors and you find yourself coming to uh, an interior stone bridge housed in a kind of a, a small uh, gothic style dome you lead your way through you're led through the, the stone bridge and over into what looks like a large open wood-covered area and then another staircase that leads upwards. You're brought up that staircase and brought around into the main dwelling area of this part of the palace. There are large wooden oak doors um, about easily 20 to 30 feet apart of each and in turn all of you are directed to one room each. Um, So Loran is given a room Norman is given a room, Cody's given a room, Ogan's given a room. Um, you notice at this point then you realise that Abigail Hemlock and Gore are nowhere to be seen. Following the start of the fight, you realise they blended into the background. Right. And they're gone. That tree hugger's off trying to... Try, I don't know, he's, he's off. Aratir's trying to lead the guards and he's just like, oh, but we got to... Gotta recycle. That's the way we'll save the city. Sick of gore. Um, While playing since. While yeah. playing since. While playing since. Lorana's yeah. um, um, kind of like to Norman. It's like, oh, I know we have separate rooms, but if you want to hang out for a bit, let me tell you how I made Trevelyan say that he was a poop head. <laughs> Trevelyan, Trevelyan is also given a room, uh, albeit kind of at the end of the corridor away from the rest of you. Um, and then Aratir, you're uh, led. Right. You're led. You're led up another flight of stairs, two more flights of stairs, up to a large kind of circular tower room. Quite, it's 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 vast. Um, you haven't seen a dwelling this large before, um, and it's quite opulent, given that it's a it's a town. It's a, the captain of the guards, but it's it's the room as you're brought in. It opens up. It's within this one of the side towers of of the palace building, and as the front large front oak door of the room is opened up. Uh, in front of you, you see this large bed covered in hides. Um, there's a different animal hides that cover the floor. 
across the, the one of the far walls. Jail is jealous of Aritir right now. <laughs> across one of the back walls, you see this ginormous map of the kingdom of Terrace Moor, uh, but just of the kingdom, nothing outside of that, with the with the uh, um, palace at its centre. Yeah, Kim? Aratir is in the room with the map in the room oh, with the God. map in the room with <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, there are um there are very neatly arranged shelves below the map of of large um kind of tomes, leather bound tomes. Um on a cl- upon close inspection you see that these are listings of all the names of the city guard. Like it's like a roll call of sorts. Um, okay. There are also different manuals on training, uh, manuals on um, of investigation, of um, infiltration, different kind of guide manuals, but they all seem to be written by um, Sarah Valar, the Goliath. These are all in her handwriting. So these are like Trust her, in her notes. Yeah. <laughs> these are all her notes of her time as the captain of the guard. Um, over on the far side of the room, there is a large table which multiple maps of the area and uh, the likes of Henrik's Point all mapped out with different markings on them. There's one of uh, of the northern territories that once were inhabited by the orcs many, many, many hundreds of years ago before their disappearance. That's mapped with diff- that marked with different things as well. There is a particular map of the town of Breston sitting right on top. And it has different markings on it as well. Um, you're kind of led in and the, the claw of the sky kind of comes in which is like she says um, we will arrange for one of the lieutenants to be sent here in the morning it is getting quite late at this late stage I think it's time we all rest and think about what has happened in this day um, food and drink will be brought to you uh, if there's anything else you require there is a guard posted outside your room for service I bid you good night. Uh, she bows deeply and is swishes her cape and is out the door. Um, now, what do each individual person want to do here at this point of the evening before we bed down? Uh, I want to fill Norman in on everything that happened when he wasn't there. Cool. Um, so, Ogan? How close are our rooms? So, you are along the same corridor, but each room, like the rooms are vast. They're all huge rooms. These are palatial rooms for royalty. Um, these you've never like for Ogan. Ogan in this room, he's like it's like something from the land of giants. Like it's not built for a Wolverine. It's like a vast, vast room. I, if it's okay with you, Wayne, um, I want to drag a pillow out into the hall and kind of fall asleep there. Okay. So I'm kind of like, I know that the party will come out of these doors, so I can kind of keep an eye on them and fall asleep. Okay. Uh, it's been a long day. Cody, what do you want to do? I uh, wait for the food and drink to arrive, and I have some meat and some uh, pieces of things, and then I bring the bottle of wine that they brought up. I go looking for our tier, and uh, if it's if I'm able to get into the room and to, like, the couch at the side or the anything that's in there like some chair yeah. and I like drink my wine and fall asleep in the chair if that's okay like I come in the door and I'm like is this okay with you okay first we're gonna we'll, we'll get to that we're gonna do Loran and Norman okay so cool Loran do you go to Norman's room or what, what happens there 
I imagine the rooms are largely similar, so it doesn't really matter which mm. one. Yeah. Um, we'll say we're in mine. Sure. Okay. So. Uh, go ahead. All right. There's a lot of information. I'm just going to throw it all at you. Um, save time. I kind of. I'm just going to relay the information given yeah. to us. To yeah. That yeah. Meeting. Yeah. Uh, see Norman. Yeah, so Norman uh, is made aware of the of the humiliation that Dacius was given. Uh, yeah, that, that, but also the information he gave us about his adventuring party fucking up yeah. us being the group, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the gods involved and how he got pulled into it, all of that. I've been warning everyone since the start. Yeah. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun thing, turns out I'm not even from here either. This is crazy. Maybe we're from the same place. Probably not. Nope. That'd be weird. Definitely um, But now they're saying, like, we have to defeat this... Remember that dark elf fella? Sure. We have to... Um... Vaguely. He was in Codeine's house. Sure. Vaguely. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. And, um... <laughs> we have to defeat him, because he's aligned to the crystal god, and I think... But apparently, we just have to help to get home. Well, at least you made him say that he was a stinky pooped. <laughs> I that was did, a yeah. stinky poophead. If that's the quickest way to get back, then that's the quickest way to get back. Yeah. What's a few? What's a few more kills? Yeah. True. He seemed like a big deal, though. Meh. I was thinking, though. Mm. He's aligned himself to a minor god, right? Sure. And you're a minor god. Sure. So what if we make ourselves indisposable as like you are the minor god and I am like your prophet and offer him more power and maybe he'll spare us and send us home and we don't have to do any fighting? No, I'm not willing to uh I'm not willing to kowtow to anyone else. Fine. You can do that if you want. You tend to su- I found over the course of our adventure that you tend to suit the uh the snivelling kneeling sort of thing. Oh, that's a bit rude. Well, I mean, historically speaking... I have never snivelled. Well, there was that other elf, and there was... Oh, you were all up in Trevelyan's business when he first appeared. And, and in me, what way? And, and me, there's me as well. I don't know what you mean. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. You're independent. Good for you. Thanks, man. You can think for yourself. I can't! You're so right! Wow! This is great. Do you want to see something fun? Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we like? Can I like open the door? Yeah. Um, how far away is Trevelyan's room? Trevelyan's room is about forty feet up the other end of the corridor. It's the last cool. door on the right hand side. Cool. I lean out, point at his door, and I cast uh, press the digitation to make it sound like someone is. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a couple of seconds, and you just see the door open, and Trevelyan's head is like. And he looks down. He, he looks far down the corridor, and he sees Ogan asleep on a pillow. And he's like, "Were you knocking on my door? Who?" Uh, uh, uh. And he goes and he closes the door again. I'm gonna do that every twenty minutes. <laughs> he's gonna guess that I'm the quickest Wolverine ever, running up, knocking on his door. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do that every 20 minutes and I'm going to blame it on one of the guards. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So, 
Cody, are you guys finished now? Is that, that you're just gonna you're just gonna? Oh yeah, we're good. Yeah, punk, so. you're gonna punk Trevelyan for the rest of the night. Yeah, <laughs> we're also gonna play really loud music to inconvenience everyone else who's trying to sleep. Okay, yeah. grand song. And we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna uh, yeah we're gonna stay up past our bedtime. We're gonna uh, we're gonna punk Trevelyan and uh, we're gonna order a bunch of pizzas to uh, the Terrace Moor <laughs> uh, Castle and not pay for any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so while the rest of you like are. Going about your evening after about a half an hour of kind of getting settled in, those all you are hear is, hijinks, by the way, those are hijinks. All you, all you hear is, <laughs> this, this muffled, unsing sound coming from the central room in the corridor. Cody, uh, as you make your way towards the stairs heading up to Arita's room, you're kind of like, you kind of hear the, the doors like vibrating. And then, everything smells like weed. Everything smells like weed. And then, <laughs> as you're as you're going up the, the the spiral staircase leading to Arita's room, you hear kind of a knocking behind you, and then all of a sudden, it's Trevelyan comes out of the doorway, and he looks at you, and he looks up to say, "Did you knock at my door? Did you knock at my door?" <laughs> no. No. Some of us are trying to sleep. I get that I have set, upset a lot of people, but I am trying to rest in here. I've been imprisoned for hundreds of years. I, 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 used, a... I used thaumaturgy to make him uh, make a fart noise. And Cody and Ogum both hear it. <laughs> I will not stand through this humiliation. I am a powerful magic user. And he slams the door shut and walks back into his room. Uh, oh my god! Uh, Cody heads up. I roll to, my eyes at that business. Yeah, okay. Cody heads up to uh, te- oh. te- uh, heads up to Arita's room and knocks on the door. Nods at the guard who recognizes you and kind of looks you up and down. You seem a bit more rested, but still a bit more still frazzled from your encounter. And uh, you knock on Arita's door. Okay, come in. Hey, Arita. Uh, how are you doing? Um, so I've accepted the position of head of the guards and I'm kind of making it up as I go along. Um, I have it while, while Codeine was, was sorting herself in the, in the time between the app being allocated the rooms and, and Codeine making her way upstairs, I have managed to sort through some of the training money and the records left by um Saris. Yeah. And I've kind of put aside I've put aside a couple of manuals to give to um <coughs> the the senior guard that I want to train the new recruits. And I'm uh, maps of the palace and the surrounding areas to look at kind of potential uh, weak spots that may need defending. Okay. Um, while you're doing all this, um, let me see now. No, okay. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, you've spent most of your evening doing this, so that's fine. It, it takes you a while. You put your different filing together, you put your books together and the, the papers you want and you start mapping out different areas of defense that you need to inspect. Um, yeah. Just as Cody, you're coming to an end of that just as Cody arrives yeah. in. Um, 
kind of enters into the door and uh, closes the door behind her. Um, uh, what happened to you? Uh, I got on the wrong end of the fireball. <laughs> and I think I was lucky. I can't, I mean, I'm not going to get proper story out of anyone, but I think, I think Ogan saved me. And I think, had Ogan not saved me, then it wouldn't have been noticed that I had even been eliminated, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. I, you know, the the things that were uh, quirky and funny get less funny when you're literally left for dead. But um, if you don't mind, I was thinking of just crashing in here somewhere, if this is where you're going to be. Here, take the bed. I don't think I'm going to get much sleep tonight. Congratulations on your promotion. Uh, yeah, you can congratulate me when I manage to not fuck it up. Okay. Well, I well, they're lucky to have you. They um, what drew you to? Is it? It's gonna be weird for you being in one place, is it not? It is, but I kind of think that this might be the opportunity for me to put down some roots to do some good. And I saw something that when we were back in the Black Asylum. My vision, it's linked to this and not a definite future. It's something that I want to prevent happening. Oh. Oh, I remember when that happened to you. Yeah. So it does mean that it does mean that I won't be traveling further with you guys um, because now my responsibilities lie here. But whatever battle ensues after we locate that necromancer guy, I'll be there for it. Yeah. yeah my well, I mean, I don't know where you think we might be adventuring to. I have... A couple of sociopaths and a badger um, to hang out with. And I, you know, doing good suited me a couple of times. I don't know. Well, look, I'm not up to much uh, this evening, but I'm here for you in general. And I already regret calling Ogan a badger because he's great. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. He's strange, but he's a he's a good one to have on our side. Yeah, he is. He is. All right, so I shuffle into uh, shuffle onto the edge of this big bear, bed. and okay. I am out. I'm out. Okay, so I, I just am. I just cover with a with a hide. Right. Aww, no, you're the best. So the you all have your long rest. Okay. Um, oh. And technically, Aratir, actually, because you're up all night, you don't have a long rest. Yeah, I think... Would, you actually would suffer one point of exhaustion. 
I, w- I was going to say, like, she, she has full intentions to, uh, to absorb as much information as she possibly can, but she yeah. does doze off for, like, I don't know, the, a short rest in front yeah. of the fire with a, give, with a give, book open. Yeah, give yourself a short rest um, so you, you don't get to the point of exhaustion. You all wake the next morning, and Haritir, you're woken by a pounding on the door. And Jesus. <laughs> you know who else was? <laughs> you <it> again. <laughs> You're walking by pounding on the door, and the door opens, and it's uh, it's actually one of the guards. Um, and, uh, and for a moment, she forgets what happened yesterday, and she's like, "What the fuck is a guard?" Oh, all right, that's what yeah. there's a guard. And it's like, um, <laughs> Captain, and um, we have. We have something we need you to see at the main gate. Um, please come with us. And he kind of, it's, it's, you notice it's a young guard. He, he's, he's pretty green. Uh, and he doesn't seem to have been in the, in the job that long. He's a um, goblin. It's just because he's inexperienced. <laughs> so you make your way out yeah. of your rooms. Down. Do we all go or just me? It's totally up to yourself if it's just you or if Codeine wakes and wants to go, go with you. I'll go with her. Um, you make your way down and you are rushed through the palace, back out through the main hall, right. and out into the okay. main area. You rush past the denizens of, of the city uh, as you're heading towards the main gate. You notice that people are only rising from their sleep. Some people have been up and are working all morning. There's a procession of guards towards the main gate and are up onto the onto the main walls. Um, you are ducking mm-hmm. through, uh, being led by uh, the young guard in front of you. Um, you see, as you get there's through, a lot of hustle, hustle going there's on. There's a bit of hustle, um, but the main guards they're heading towards the main gate. You go up the parapet, okay. and you are making your way up the the winding stair of the parapet as you kind of start to crest the hill you start to hear noise and voice and then all of a sudden you hear over the parapet you see an entire army of warrior monks and at their head on horseback you see one Talazar win. He no longer he has on his arm that was torn from its socket. You see a heavily tattooed prosthetic arm as he twirls his um, horse around to turn and face and look up and your eyes lock. And he then gestures back towards the army of Monk. You just hear him bellow. We've come to help! Get in! And that is where we're going to end this month's episode of Podcast Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Who's that? Who's <laughs> that? Yay! Uh, so, that has been this month's episode. Thank you so, so much for watching. Um, it was a mental one. Uh, loads going on, loads happening, uh, loads to happen. Um, thank you to all the players for doing an amazing job. That was phenomenal. 
Um, and yes, returning next episode is Tom. It's been a long time coming, but he's now able to return to active duty um, and take up the, the mantle of Talazar win once more. So the party uh, shall return to its full complement as it started out all those many months ago. So, folks, don't forget to enter the competition. Answer the question, what was the name of the battle axe that Aratir was gifted with by the guards after becoming the captain of the guard? What, what is it, the title given to that battle axe? Um, write your answer below. Share the video on social media, tagging Irish podcast. Um, thank you so much to Dublin City Comics for their sponsorship. Uh, for the yeah. prizes. Congratulations to Vixen Nine Tails. I will reach out to you and get that copy of the Chronicles of Alexandra out to you in the post. Uh, ASAP. Um, and enter in to win a copy of one of the two books that we're giving away, either the Baldur's Gate, the Sentinel Avernus, or the um, uh, Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Um, this has been Podcast Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. We really appreciate Thanks, your support. Uh, and until next month, take it easy. Bye. Bye.